following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Settling in for a long Halloween on this episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Victoria Rider, Laser Kid. And a special guest. Hi, it's me, Lum Ramiyasha from Manga Mavericks. Welcome, Lum. I gathered these folks together because uh, they're the ones I know who watched the Batman movies. <laughs> <laughs> I did it this time. Yeah. Like, it was really fun. Like, yeah. I was looking forward to watching these movies, but I didn't know if I'd watch them on tonight just because it was going to run late with it being four hours longer now. But once I started, I just had to watch it through to the end. Like, it was just... I had a <laughs> similar I situation watch. where I watched the first one, but the second one I missed, <laughs> and then I had to hunt it down because <laughs> it's such a cliffhanger. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't planning to stay up that whole night, but, you know, I just had to watch the movie in one go like that. Like, I was just hooked. So, I yeah. Hear you. I hear you. I, uh, I had the benefit of, you know, having the three hours ahead since I'm on the West Coast. So, I, it didn't take much convincing. I was like, hey, Dad, you want to watch this Batman movie with me? Because <laughs> I was at my parents' house after uh, dinner, and... Uh, we we uh, we agreed to tune into the Batman movie, which started at nine thirty in our neck of the woods, and he watched all the first one live. But by then, he really needed to go to bed, and I even thought about maybe going to bed too. But I just kind of kept watching, <laughs> and before <laughs> I, I knew it, that. it was over. But mm. I rewatched it again the the day after, so he could see the second part, and he he, he enjoyed it. He nice. He likes Batman stuff well enough, but this was also like a, a crime thriller Batman story, which is certainly up his alley. So. Oh yeah, this we, really. We uh, I died. mean, Batman's often considered, oh, he's a detective, but this really is him really having to actually, you know, piece together a mystery in a way that we don't often see him do. You know, there were so many times when he's like, I didn't think I was going to have to be a detective. It's like, you're Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you're Batman. That you're legitimately made me laugh. Yeah. It is detective. Now, well, to this, be is, fair, this takes this place before you. Yeah. No, this takes place. The original comic of The Long Halloween was a sequel to uh, Year One. So this is a very early Bruce Wayne, and you can, as Batman, and you can see that in the film. That he's taken off guard a lot. He can't quite piece things together as much. He makes wrong conclusions. And so, yeah, like, it's interesting to see him goes through his growing pains through this, like, year-long experience he has where he has to figure out, like, who's doing all these killings and stop, you know, all this stuff from happening. Uh, the, the story involves uh, Batman, Harvey Dent, and... Captain Gordon, he's not commissioner yet. He, uh, or was he lieutenant? What, well, I think he was just captain. 
Yeah, his, his wife right. mentioned that he was a captain when the kids mm-hmm. are like, oh, dad, you can't stay for Halloween. No, Cap- Captain Gordon. Um, the, those three men are looking to take down the crime family, the Falcone family, which has ties back to uh, Bruce's parents, uh, his Falcone's father and uh, Bruce's father. Set out to do some business together, mainly to build a hospital and form a foundation to help as many lives as possible. But that unfortunately also gave the Falcone family this amount of legitimacy that allowed them to do terrible things behind the scenes. As, Mm -hmm. you know crime bosses do they, they tend to yeah Otherwise and they, they have wouldn't be crime bosses now they yes <laughs> and they have a rivalry with uh the uh the other the, family the, the maronis yeah the maronis so this movie opens up with the murder of the nephew of carmine falcone and he was uh supposedly about to squeal and ended up dead in his bathtub. And the evidence that was left of the murder was a particular gun that was silenced by a baby binky and a jack-o'-lantern. Which Batman makes a point of like, did you keep the (laughs) jack-o'-lantern? I gotta (laughs) analyze that. It's a calling card. Mm-hmm. Is it evidence? I don't know yet. But it could be. Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe he just randomly had a Jacqueline around, but probably something. Probably. Maybe there's a new pumpkin-headed villain that's going about. <laughs> you know, there's all sorts of crazies in Gotham. You could attribute it to either Scarecrow or Boys and Ivy. They all... Because Pete yeah. seems around that. So that was Johnny Vitti, the nephew of Carmine, who got got and this of course upsets falcone and it also upsets harvey dent who was going to bring uh johnny Vitti in and take down falcone but because of that they have to come up with some other way to take down falcone and the three of them up on the rooftop where they meet uh, make a vow to take down falcone and solve the mystery of this new murder. And the thing that really stands out is Gordon tells Batman to work in the dark and Harvey Dent to work in the light. Makes sense. One of them is the new district attorney and the other is a vigilante. So they can work together and separately to take down this crime syndicate. And as they're having their little conversation, Catwoman is off to the side somewhere, and Batman notices her and chases after her, and Catwoman leads Batman to a warehouse where a huge stack of money that belongs to Falcone is just hanging out in hiding. 
And I can't be the only one thinking about that scene from The Dark Knight with Joker. And I'm like, torch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what they the do. Just burn the money. Mm-hmm. So after Catwoman leads Batman to that stack of money and is like, well, you figure out what to do with it. And then Dent shows up and he thinks that Catwoman's uh, a foe at this point. But they uh, they make nice. <laughs> and, I mean, uh, it's Catwoman who gives him the idea to burn it up. Yeah, she does. And he tosses them that match. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. a, a little conflicted it. at first. But Batman provides a coin and says, well, I guess it's a coin flip. You have no idea what you have done, Batman. Do you know what you have done? Batman just seriously put something into... Should not have given that two-headed coin. Oh, boy. Two heads are better than one, they say. Mm -hmm. As Batman has this coin that has a head on both sides and say, all right, well, it's a coin toss. Now, I'm almost surprised that Batman did this. Because why would Batman necessarily burn the money? That doesn't seem like something he would do. But you could. Well, it is dirty money, and they yeah, it, it is dirty to money. Put a dent into, and they discuss that they can't move it. They can't like report it because the money will just be back in the Falcone's pockets because he's basically he has the mayor in his pocket already. So you know, yeah, it'll just go back to him. So really, this was kind of their best option to kind of hurt Falcone's business and like rob him of like this main mm-hmm. location this main warehouse where he was like laundering all this dirty money i mean so, legitimately the only other alternative would be like uh we take it and we keep it and that uh, they, 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 yeah. they commented on that as a if i were other men but uh they, yeah, they weren't gonna Dent do that tepid. his dark side was coming out there and then that <laughs> Bat- like, batman's all like not. i'm already rich <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is well, nothing to me. Uh, if only dead knew. But if only, if only that. Hmm. See, in a lot of versions of Batman, Harvey Dent and Bruce Wayne are friends, but in their only interactions as Harvey Dent and Bruce Wayne in this film series, they are not friends. Yeah. Dent sees Bruce Wayne as a playboy who is reckless and not helpful in their investigation. It makes to it be fair, that is the persona he's putting on. It is. Yeah, yes. like I, I do really like the scene where Dent is like interrogating Bruce about like the Wayne family connection to the Falcones. Because he also suspects like, hey, your your family gave legitimacy to the Falcones. You know that a lot of how he was able to grow his business, grow his status in criminal underground today is because of that what Wayne, you know, lend going to business together like did for him, and yeah, that's something Bruce is conflicted about through this movie too. Is his family, his father's legacy in helping like create this crime family, and also his own his uh, conflicted feelings towards his own relationship with Falcone himself, which we'll get into later. But it's, it's interesting that yes. there's a lot of complicated feelings here about wanting to do the right thing but then also there's this you know complicated relationships between these people just personally mm-hmm. well, it's right interesting at the start that, uh, batman becomes the friend instead of uh bruce wayne yes yeah that's what i find interesting and 
friend might be a bit loose. Well, <laughs> I think yeah. they see each other as friends because Breaking like associates at least. Bar- Batman trusted Dent. Like they were only they already knew each other before Gordon introduced them to each other. Like mm-hmm. they you know, call each other by name and they seem to put up the standoffish thing in front of Gordon. <laughs> but what but Batman had given him like the tracker to follow him. Uh, so that's a lot of you know, to where Catherine yeah. was sticking him. Like they already trusted each other at that point. Like you that's got that definitely their, trust. Yeah, and I feel from their conversation, you get a sense of like familiarity and intimacy. Like they're they are friends. They believe they're on the same side and they're comrades at arms in this. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good relationship in dynamic. The sense them. that that I got is less that they knew each other before, but they knew of each other by reputation before, and it, mm-hmm. to such a strong degree that that they're like, all right, this this is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely trust between them, and uh, from Bruce's point of view, like he outright says later that he considers Harvey a friend. He wants to help him when things go bad for him. So yeah, yeah. True, true. So they set the money on fire, and Dent seems a little too happy about being able to make that decision. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just a, a little too happy. Like, well, we, we had a coin flip, so it's out of my hands. <laughs> yeah. But I sure am satisfied at the outcome. But you know what happens when you burn a mobster's money? They burn down your house. Or, you know, blow it up. And th- this is like the first, oh, is this when he becomes Two-Face? <laughs> yep. No. 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 Fake out. <laughs> Total fake out. He, uh, Dent just ends up in the hospital as uh, both he and his wife, Gilda, survive. And Batman finds out that the uh, bomb was set up by Mickey Chen, who works for Falcone. So... On Thanksgiving, or at least around Thanksgiving, Batman tracks him down in, I presume, Chinatown, and mm. goes after him. He ends up in the sewers where they run into Solomon Grundy. Was not expecting <laughs> to see Monday. Solomon Grundy in there. And Batman's like, look, I'll get him out of here. Just go about your business. You never mm. have to see us again. Move along. Yeah, no, Batman is very kind and uh, very good at pacifying Grundy. You can tell that he's dealt with him before, and Grundy mm. also trusts him. And then later, like, you know, he gives him a, a Thanksgiving plate. It's very sweet, like, that scene. And then later, though, the he Grundy does get convinced by someone else to do fighting and bad stuff. But, you know, mm. I, I kind of like this portrayal of Grundy. Like, he can be uh, an ally and he can be reasoned with. Uh, it reminds know, me of kindness. It's like in Justice League. The Justice yep. League episode. That was what I was gonna say. It reminds yeah. me of his portrayal in, in the in the uh, DC animated universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, wasn't Wonder Woman or Hawk Girl? Hawk Girl. Hawk Girl, Hawk Girl was uh, able to, you know, get uh, Grundy to work with her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so Grundy's hanging out in the sewers. I'm like, darn, why isn't it the Ninja Turtles? <laughs> That's a different thing. <laughs> next time. Next time, Toonami. Next time DC uh, comes around, give next us the time. Ninja Turtles. 
That'd Please. be awesome. I would, I would, I would actually. That would make me probably watch it live. I, I, I don't think I could resist that one. That would have been a perfect <laughs> pairing with Batman Ninja. Come on. It would. Oh yeah. Oh well. I, I enjoy that movie. It's, it, it's very fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, they uh, interrogate McChin, and they can't prove anything, so they got to let him go. But. Well, Karma's a bitch. <laughs> and Mickey Chen and his crew get murdered on Thanksgiving by presumably the same person who murdered Johnny Vitti on uh, Halloween. So we also have this scene where the Falcones are having their Thanksgiving dinner and you get to meet Falcone's kind of scrawny, nerdish... Well, actually, he was in the board meeting before. Bookish. Bookish. He's always playing uh, crossword. Yeah. Logic puzzles. Logic puzzles, right. (laughs) Uh, He's not allowed when it's business time, but he was allowed in the room briefly. (laughs) Yeah. And they just (laughs) kill some guy for telling a... Yeah, for saying, hey, Roman, you'll look weak if you don't go after Dent. And then because he insulted him, like he just gets his bodyguard to like throw him. And everybody's like, he's like, I'm sorry, father. That's Godfather to you. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's worth noting that uh, in this interpretation, like there's a lot of referencing of the Godfather, uh, especially Mm -hmm. in this. That was an inspiration for the portrayal of the Falcone in the comics. And uh, the story, so yeah, yeah. So we have a conversation between uh, Falcone and his son Alberto, who admits to sending some flowers to Harvey Dent in the name of the Falcones, and Daddy wasn't too happy about that. You know, I actually can't necessarily blame him in this case because, like, that could come off as a, as a uh, flaunting uh, yourself. And like, yeah, I did even a threat. Exactly. Yeah, because that's how I think other people interpret it, that those flowers. Only Gilda and Alberto really knew what it meant, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Even though Alberto was trying to make it seem like he was supportive of, but you don't speak for the family, Alberto. You don't do that. Mm. And the next holiday rolls around, which is, of course, Christmas Eve. And Gordon and Batman go to Arkham Asylum. And we we see some cells with various rogues in them. We see them with their names first. And you're like, oh, I know who that is. I know who that is. I know who that is. And they come to talk to Calendar Man. I love <laughs> that they've used him this way. He, they made him the way more interesting than he otherwise would be. Yeah, he was have... very Hannibal Lecter in this. Yes. 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 I love it so much. The actor Just... who portrays him was also Polka Dot Man in uh, the Suicide Squad. So, yes. yes. Yeah. Like, this is, he's mostly, mostly a light uh, on camera actor, but this was a really good performance from him. He oh, really channels was... Lecter mm. really well. It was, <laughs> I, hu- I hung off every word. And that, that actor was uh, David Desmalchen. I, I think that's how you pronounce it. He was also the 
uh, one of the crooks in Ant-Man's crew in the Ant-Man mm-hmm. movies is like the Baba Yaga. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he is Polka Dot Man in the Suicide Squad. And that was that was great. He's, <laughs> he's also in The Dark Knight as uh, one of the people who shoots a gun <laughs> at some point. <laughs> and I saw somebody was like, I'm just going to say that this guy and the polka dot man are the same guy and he just had an incredible journey <laughs> i can see that <laughs> hey polka dot man do you know what that looks like your mom oh <laughs> it was like channeling muscle man in there <laughs> Bad man! yeah but oh oh i hope he does more voice acting because that was Mm. It was He's really good. So good. It was beautiful. So good. It just it's it's quiet, but it's powerful, and it's mm. it's mm. a way to make Calendar Man actually interesting. Yes. Yeah. No. This was a real uh, reinvigoration for the character uh, in the comic adaptation. Uh, if they ever like adapt the sequel to Long Halloween where he has a bigger role, like I, I would love that just to get for to get more of this interpretation of Calendar Man and this performance. That would be amazing. More more Calendar Man, please. Yes, please. I want more Calendar Man. So you know, he's Calendar Man is a criminal who does things on particular days. So it would make sense if he was the murderer who was doing things on holidays. <laughs> But it's not him. And uh, he's, you know, he's incarcerated. But somebody broke out of jail. Surprise, surprise, it's the Joker. <laughs> he, bright, he, like, <laughs> got to this guard's kid. And so he convinced him to switch him out with, like, a decaying bag, like, I don't rotting I don't mulch. Blame the guard, or... Honestly, the Joker is yeah. crazy. He he's no. definitely he is things. extra crazy but... in this beyond normal, even for him. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. First of all, Joker's vendetta against Dent because he put him in jail. Is like, are you kidding, man? You can't really blame Dent for that just because he's the <laughs> the district attorney. You were gonna go to jail. You're proud of what you did. <laughs> You're the district attorney and I'm in jail. Screw you. <laughs> but I do enjoy his little song about uh, <laughs> not having to go to jail. <laughs> that was pretty dang good. This Troy, Troy Baker doing a great job as Joker. Mm-hmm. I quite I quite enjoyed Troy Baker's Joker. It was good. Yeah. He he definitely hammed it up. Really good. So hey, it's Christmas with the Joker. <laughs> oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yes, isn't it though? And Joker goes to Harvey Dent's home and threatens to kill Gilda. Uh and you know, he beats up Dent and then leaves. Yeah, that's sure. Yeah. Basically he, all he does there. And then Joker goes to harass Falcone, which is also very entertaining. <laughs> and asks him, because well, the Joker's issue here is he doesn't want this holiday person to be the new 
new villain Gotham. He 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 doesn't want somebody to steal his thunder. There's so, only room in Gotham for one homicidal maniac. Exactly, yeah. and it's got to be the Joker. Has to be. Uh, one could question how many homicidal maniacs were uh, at the end of this movie. The, the second yeah. movie. Yeah. At least half a dozen. And, yeah. <laughs> and Joker was just like hanging out with them. I was like, eh, sure. Whatever. Yeah, no. They, they also <laughs> forgave their vendetta against that pretty easily, but I guess he, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the enemy of my enemy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> so Joker just goes around using his gas on various folks and causing them to die laughing in typical Joker fashion. And now we get to New Year's Eve where Bruce Wayne attends a yacht party celebrating Gotham's Children's Clinic, which is hosted by Falcone. And he does this uh, because Alfred coerces him into it and also promises that Selena Kyle will be there. Mm-hmm. But bummer for Bruce, later on that yacht, Selena and him end their relationship because they just can't make it work. That is yeah. seriously like the most chill breakup scene I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, they're pretty understanding about it. But, you know, they're two different people and they'll always see each other on the other side. Yeah, two different people. Yeah. I mean, you get the sense they know each other's identities and they have for quite a while now. In fact, for, throughout the course of this movie, like from the start, uh, where, where we see them, we mm-hmm. kind of know that both of them know each other's identities. Uh, because, like, during the Thanksgiving sequence, you know, we have, like, Selena's on her way to Bruce's for Thanksgiving, but then she pops up as Catwoman to help, you know, him during the fight with the Shens and, like, also, even in, earlier on, in the, like when she was leading into the warehouse, like there was a lot of, you know, suggestion that yeah, they they know each other secrets and stuff like that. So yeah, that I really like the relationship in this movie a lot. Uh, yeah, I, know, I I think it's it's well they well really secured. care for each other. Yeah. Yeah, but at this point, you don't really have an idea of like how much time they've spent together up to this point. But at the very beginning of the movie, when Alfred is preparing to try to celebrate Halloween, he says that uh, Miss Kyle called to make sure that the the phone number was real. (laughs) That was pretty great. Yeah. (laughs) Unless we forget that wonderful line that was used in the promo. (laughs) Batman's like, Halloween ridiculous holiday oh yes uh, dressing up <laughs> to strike fear in the hearts of others yes yes that's very, very ridiculous very you know nothing yes. about it right bruce alfred has some good sass in this oh no this movie. is like very well written and acted uh, alfred mm-hmm. a very good alfred yes yeah he was uh actually alfred in a movie that recently played on Toonami, the uh, Under the Red Hood. And before that, he was Alfred in, I believe, the Batman animated series. Yeah. Also very good portrayals of Alfred. Yes. Uh, That actor is Alistair Duncan. It's very, 
Very good. Very good. So getting back to the yacht, uh, Falcone has a moment where he's giving a speech and he tells the people that there's someone who's like a son to him. And I don't know why oh. uh, Al Al Alberto <laughs> would think like a son. Oh, that, uh, one, that one hit me. I'm just oh. Jess is also oh, like, you poor guy. You Carla really also in the background saying, oh, hey, it's your moment. And then uh, like such a bummer. <laughs> that Ooh. one is that one kind of hurt because I felt for this guy throughout the whole movie, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, that this this guy has been through a lot and he'll be through more. Oh, he'll go through uh, yeah. quite a bit here, real quickly. Yes. No, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but and they, might they shed his, the uh, light really on the grinder. Bruce Wayne, and Bruce is like, oh, hi. <laughs> like that is just the the additional slap in the face that the person who's being celebrated doesn't even care <laughs> and it would yeah. mean the world to alberto for his father to acknowledge him oh you might man. say it would uh propel him oh oh i'm sorry <laughs> i am so, so sorry <laughs> oh my <laughs> The Joker's still out and about, and he attempts to gas Times Square on uh, New Year's Eve, hoping to find Holiday among the crowd. And then, when Batman uh, finally goes after him, and he's like, "No, no, don't, don't stop me! I want to find out who Holiday is." <laughs> oh, all right, bad. I mean, <laughs> all right, if that's what you want, here, here, we'll, we'll get you in. We got, we got a whole bunch of crazy people looking for for Holiday. Join, join the crew. Yeah, totally. I love how he couldn't release the gas initially because he didn't turn he didn't flip the safety that. switch. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I mean, he did tell people, "All right, I'm gonna take off. I don't I'm careful because I don't know how to fly this thing." Yeah. <laughs> so that was actually well set up. He, he didn't know how to deal with that thing. Nope. <laughs> He's just like, "All right, time to fly a plane. Uh, best way to learn is on the way." Mm-hmm. While this uh, insanity is going on, uh, Selena has a quiet conversation with Alberto and learn about the Falcones, and Alberto laments about having never been respected by his father, uh, who rejected his fiance from Oxford University. And he also laments that at that time, he was so desperate for his father's approval that he went ahead and accepted the annulled marriage and didn't stand up to his father. And he, he feels like that proves that he's as weak as his father thought he was. And he's like, oh, man, geez. That, that, that stings. And if it doesn't sting enough, he goes in to try and kiss Selena, who's you know <laughs> in close proximity, and she's like, "Oh no, oh no, 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 no!" Oh, we can't. Like the emphasis on we can't uh, with the revelations uh, later that they're yeah. related, they're siblings. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. I didn't even think about that yet, but yes. <laughs> I mean, probably not the same mother, so it's all. No, I mean they. Still related. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to their father. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So her reaction is actually way harsher than he probably realizes. <laughs> or, or rather, it, it's, it comes off way harsher than it actually is. Because mm. he doesn't know the rest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> and there was something that I believe the Joker said that makes Batman think, oh, maybe Alberto is Holiday. Well, he comments yeah, on we how would like to he... solve a puzzle, and that makes Batman think about the fact that Alberto's oh, yes, like, oh, puzzles. a puzzle. <laughs> of course. That makes him the guy. All right, guys. We've got the he has book. every the reason to be mad at his father and kill all it's, these people. It's silly that he makes that leap in logic yeah. just from the idea of puzzle, but then he makes a case for it in his mind. And I like how when he confronts the board about it, Alberta says, That's ridiculous. I don't have any interest in inheriting the father. That's never what I want. I want a normal life. I'm give all this up. Move away from God immediately yeah. so i mean it shows how green bruce is as batman at this point in his logical deductions and his investigations yeah, uh, very green very yeah. green uh speaking of rookie mistakes selena calls out to bruce when <laughs> batman shows up and alberto's like batman's bruce wayne and you know what's gonna happen next right Oh, he, knows. he knows. He knows. Yeah, you know. Therefore, so, so he's, either he's, he's gonna be really good at keeping a secret, yeah, or he's he's gone. <laughs> he is. Oh, yeah, I love he how is. casual he is about this. First, like he's like talking to him like super casual, like, "Whoa, you got the wrong idea, Bruce." Like he, he's thinking about first. <laughs> yeah, like, like, oh yeah, hey Bruce, no, don't worry about casual. it. It's not me. You're you're not getting your result. Not like Bruce. Bruce we're practically Bruce family. Wayne? It's all good. What? <laughs> What? <laughs> what? Bruce Wayne's Batman? What? I, I feel like Alberto is probably the only guy that wouldn't freak out about that. You're probably right. <laughs> I mean, he's a fairly level-headed individual, so we'd be like, oh, and you know what? Actually, that makes sense. <laughs> but what doesn't make sense is you thinking I'm Holiday, and here's the proof, because Holiday just shot me. I'm dying. Well, I guess I've proven I'm not Holiday. <laughs> I also love that, like, his final comment to Bat Bruce and Selena there is, you couldn't possibly know it. Because it's clear that he's already figured it out just looking up at Holiday. It's like, oh, I know who this is. So I like yeah. that little detail, too. I did, too, like that, too. And then he falls off the yacht into the propeller. So if you thought maybe he could survive, no, no, no. No, and this is a very pointed scene because I'll just say in the comics, uh, that doesn't happen. So, oh. yeah, this is this is meant for, I think the, the explicit brutality of that is also a signal to, if you are familiar with the comics, like, oh, no, this is going in a, a little bit of a different direction than the comics. So it would seem. Mm. And as the new year hits, they attend the funeral of Alberto, who was shot by Holiday. And uh, Bruce attends the funeral. And Falcone approaches him and requests Bruce's help in laundering money. And Bruce is like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll help you with, <laughs> then, with things, but not, not, not that shit. <laughs> 
what makes you think this is anything's changed? And he's like, well, you haven't met my new associate. <laughs> oh, Lord. A lovely woman with red hair and green eyes. Gee, I wonder who it is. That girl was poison. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that, that's part one. So on to part two. Three months since Alberto's death, the holiday killer has targeted the Falcone and Moroni families on Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, April Fool's Day, and even Mother's Day. <laughs> that one snuck up on us. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, if you're if you're going to keep a theme going, you got to keep it going. Mm, true. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Bruce has signed much of his assets over to Falcone under Poison Ivy's influence. That is until one day Catwoman shows up and takes care of that business. Yeah, <laughs> turns no, into a big Catwoman giant bails nope. out Bruce so many times. Yeah. <laughs> like he would not be like, he wouldn't have his company of Sylvina oh. and bail his ass out then. No, no, yeah. no, for sure. <laughs> That's no good. Mm. Yeah, specifically on Mother's Day, Scarecrow escapes from Arkham Asylum, and Batman tries to track him down, and he gets injected by some of the fear-inducing toxins. He's wearing a mask, even, you know, to gas, but Scarecrow was ready. He had an injection. Ready for Batman. You were prepared to protect your him. nose, but I'm going to stab you. So this, of course, makes Batman see terrible, terrible things. <laughs> and to appreciate this moment where Scarecrow's all like, it's all because of my mother. I killed the witch years ago, but she still has a soft spot for old Johnny. <laughs> yeah. And oh, then he on pulls so up good. a severed head. Ooh. Yeah, and it's like yeah. in Batman, see like a vision of like this scarecrow's mother like lunging at him, and she looks like a yokai. It's really yeah, creepy. yeah, it's pretty creepy to be sure. To be sure. So Batman, in his collective delusion is wandering around town at some point he even takes off his mask yeah uh, no he comes across like a family in an alley and in, in a scene yeah. that like draws flashbacks to him losing his family in an alley yeah and man he re again he really looks out that selena encounters him because he, he unmasks and collapses and faints in this alley if selena didn't have found him like the jigger they up like people would have found him out this batman so again yeah. Selena really saving so, his ass. Selena is the MVP. No, seriously. <laughs> Absolutely the MVP. Oh, yeah. Uh, the story would so she... be done without her very many times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so she drags him back to Wayne Manor and lets Alfred take care of it. And we have this moment where Bruce is just like, Alfred, where is my mother? And you're like, ooh, the pain is still real. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. So speaking of family, 
Falcone's daughter, Sophia, gives Falcone a visit. He's uh, currently under police detail by Gordon to protect him from further holiday attacks. And she takes a moment to ask him for a seat at the table, which he refuses because he doesn't want to look weak, which he thinks if he brought her into the business side of things, that it would look like he was preparing a successor and that would make him apparently look weak. And he does not want that. And Gordon and Dent go to the Wayne family manor and they have a chat with Bruce Wayne who immediately offers them some booze at 8.30 in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I want to drink. Yeah. (laughs) Alfred does a great Mai Tai. (laughs) And Dent kind of gets into it with Bruce about Falcone's connection with the Waynes and how Falcone was brought to legitimacy because of the name Wayne being attached to all of his business dealings back then. And it takes Bruce back to a time where he was a boy and he met Carmine Falcone when Carmine got shot by Luigi Moroni's goons and uh, instead of going to the hospital where he believes uh, where Falcone's father believes that uh, he would you know just get dead because <laughs> he's in a hospital and that's not very safe <laughs> by the way Harvey Dent broke out of the hospital twice <laughs> they really need to keep yeah. a better eye on that guy yeah after the first time the first time you know he does he they don't know he's gonna do that after that you know he's yeah. gonna do this just <laughs> Come I really on, should have guys. some police. Fool me once, shame on hospital. you. Fool me twice, shame on me. <laughs> Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So Bruce is thinking back to a time when uh, Carmine Falcone, who is an adult at this point, his son is off at school at this point, and he's meeting a young Bruce Wayne after getting treated by Bruce's father, who is a doctor, and they don't want to go to the hospital, so they beg Bruce's father to treat him. And he does. And after everybody else leaves to let Carmine have a moment to relax and recuperate, he has an interesting conversation with Bruce in which he asks, hey, kid, you... Do you know who my father is? And he's, like, oh, he's the Roman. Oh, and do you know who I am? Uh, yeah. And do you know who I'm going to be? Yeah, the Roman. Uh, very smart kid. And this is where the coin comes from. It used to belong to Carmine Falcone as his insurance policy. And he hands it to Bruce. Well, rather, Bruce picks it up off the, the ground and tries to give it back to him. And he says, you know what, kid? keep it so that is the very coin that batman later gives to dent to flip and dent just decides to keep flipping (laughs) interesting very interesting the tangled webs we weave oh yeah so it's it's still father's day 
And that means somebody gonna die. And this time it is Sal Moroni's father, Luigi, mm-hmm. who is, is straight it, out of the Godfather. Is murdered at his home, his vineyard, mm-hmm. when Sal Moroni shows up with some cannolis. <laughs> very, Yay. very nice. You bring me cannoli, you okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, man, he was just minding his own business. Why'd you have to shoot him there? And this is another instance when the holiday killer gets away so easily. I'm like, man, this this person probably has some fairly good physical prowess, you would think. Like, yeah. they, they can get away. It looks that way, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, somewhat ironic that Sophia was concerned... Uh, well, rather, Sal was concerned that knowing that he was dating Sophia, one of the Falcones, would break his father's heart. Well, I guess that's not really a problem anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think his heart has other problems to worry about, uh, like the bullet more. in it. Yes, <laughs> yes, that would be the big problem. But before he passed away, Sal Moroni's father, Luigi told him that uh, perhaps he needs to make peace. And he decides to interpret that as making peace with the law, or at least he says so. So he goes to Harvey Dent and agrees to testify against the Falcones in exchange for immunity. You know, the typical thing. (laughs) And Dent's, one, not sure how he managed to get into his office without getting detained or something and two uh not really willing to agree to it but he flips that coin (laughs) right he flips the coin there doesn't he he does yeah i'll tell you what sal heads and i'll take the deal (laughs) so on the fourth of july while the scarecrow and the mad hatter are attempting to rob a bank for falcone Batman is captured by the two. Uh, Mad Hatter gives him a good bunk. <laughs> yes, he does. Mad Hatter is like just kind of here, but they, they he's having way too much fun while he's here. Well, John DiMaggio he really having it up. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Utter inanity. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they really should have done more to restrain batman also why didn't they take off his cowl <laughs> that would have been the smart thing to do but it don't yeah it don't. yeah well they're well, not very smart i guess they're like oh we we got him it's fine we, who needs who cares he's dead right totally mm-hmm. yeah it's always a strange thing whenever a villain kidnaps batman and they don't take off his mask it's like oh no we want the the trill of the mystery and then reveal at the right moment but it's like no just take the opportunity when you can get it <laughs> he's knocked out right now <laughs> if you have a moment later where you know catwoman is knocked out and then dent is i think dent's more concerned about like how she's doing rather and whether she's like okay more than her identity but like you that also is more that occurred to me you know if you really want to you get a master right there if you want another identity of this person well later mm-hmm. on we get a real close call there but mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh right <laughs> So they're trying to make their drop off and they're dropping off the money and they're like, well, we can do whatever we want with the Batman. 
And then Batman's like, by the way, I'm not knocked out anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Heads up. He turns Scarecrow's own gas against him, which causes him to cower in fear. And I love how the Mad Hatter's just laughing at how pathetic he is. Like his yeah. own partner. He's just like... Without, <laughs> without his scary mask on, he doesn't look very threatening at all now, does he? <laughs> no. <laughs> now he's kind of sad and pathetic. Huh. He does kind of look like his mother's severed head. <laughs> now, now that I think about it, why would I think about that? <laughs> <laughs> down at the boardwalk uh there's not much of a celebration going on for fourth of july it's uh it's pretty sad but hey everybody figures that there's gonna be another murder so makes sense uh falcone's hitman attacks dent and gilda at the fireworks display but catwoman intervenes and they get into a tussle she looks like she's taking the guy out, but he apparently wasn't fully knocked out, so he comes back with the rock and smacks her in the back of the head. Jeez. Uh, yeah. and, and that's the moment where Dent you know, kind of checks if she's okay and chooses not to pull off her mask and then runs after him into the conveniently placed sewer underneath the docks. I mean, where else would the sewer run if not underneath things? No. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's. I that's... mean, also to the docks, to like the riverbed. Yeah, it makes sense. The sewer flows through there. So. Mm hmm. And I believe this is the moment when they kind of bump into Falcone out in public and he greets Dent. And they think that they're talking about Harvey, but he's actually greeting Gilda. Yeah. I, at the time, ignored. I was so confused. I'm like, why? Well, I don't think that he put it together necessarily that Gilda was the killer, but he because he was trying to provoke Harvey. Like he, like yeah. he, he. Yeah, uh, he was trying to provoke Harvey, but does he realize that she? I don't hmm. think he does yet, because he hired the gunman to specifically attack harvey and then a lot of other like because he later you know he he's the one who hired maroney to pour the acid on harvey's face he was convinced that harvey was the killer yeah so, that's true well no, i it, it the the take i took on it wasn't that he knew the take is like well he knows who she was yeah i think she yeah he knows who gilda was so yeah, that's I think what I, that's what I mean. He's taunting both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, if he only knew. <laughs> if he only uh, knew. Well, Harvey know, knew of Gilda's past relationship with Alberto because they reference that. Like, there's the scene during Christmas where they're fighting, and Gilda makes references. Why couldn't you be more like? And then Harvey has a later scene where he's like, "Well, now you at least you can't go back to." And he stops himself. So he knows that she used to have a relationship with Alberto, but yeah, if only yeah, other at this point, knew. the only person who doesn't know is Batman. Ooh. <laughs> I ha. mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> at this point. Uh, <laughs> Some detective. So, uh, I, it, it seems that this whole situation where a guy is attacking Dent to um, mess with Dent was also in an attempt to frame him as Holiday. 
because they they set it up like he's holiday the uh the the hitman gets killed and dent's hands are covered in blood and he's got the particular gun with the binky silencer that holiday uses so as soon as the police arrive Dent's like oh i gotta get out of here and he's starting to hear voices in his head oh man this this was fun now we're going okay it's coming how long is this gonna take because he's going cuckoo real fast He's he's all he's already there. Uh, he, they've been chipping away at him for many many months. Uh, as it's... they say, they put a dent in him. Uh... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was... everyone laughs at that. It, it was legitimately one of those. Oh, but I see what you did there. Moments. <laughs> yeah, but that party was. Quickly, uh, quickly a bummer as Carmine finds out that his sister, Carla Vitti, has been killed on his birthday. I guess it's kind of a holiday, Happy at least for Carmine. birthday? <laughs> yeah. She was the one that was uh, publicly accusing Dent of being holiday, going on talk shows and such. So, uh, at this point... Harvey thinks that Sal Maroney's going to cooperate and he goes to court after that whole situation. And he's really not in the best headspace to be doing this already, but he goes to court and he's trying to get Sal Maroney to give up Carmine Falcone, but Sal is not giving him anything useful. And it, I'm not entirely sure if the people laughing are really laughing or if that's just in Harvey's mind because he's he's losing it. He is absolutely. Yeah, I losing think his it's mind. the blurred lines of truth and reality. Like I wouldn't be surprised if there were people who are like gig- laughing or chuckling a little bit at Maroni's jokes, but I think mm-hmm. Dent in his head was like exaggerating and it was making him feel like claustrophobic and on edge because of how warped his mental state was at the time and that, has been that seems likely. so as he is trying to talk to sal maroney in front of the court uh, gordon is called away to have a conversation with batman who has found a couple of those particular guns in harvey dent's basements yeah, it's a bit disconcerting. Yes. And he told Gordon he's not going to like it. He did. Not, not going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way he said that. And they were gone just long enough to have to come rushing into the room when uh, Maroney uh, finally throws the acid in Dent's face as he was ordered to. And has a good laugh at Harvey's expense. Is like, that stuff eats through concrete. You're a dead man. <laughs> and, yeah, they, they get him to the hospital as soon as they can, but ah, that's some serious acid. Well, hey, I mean, Dent's head is more sturdy than concrete then because it didn't burn all the way through his head. 
just yeah. the surface of his face. So, you know. Yeah. Well, they got him help pretty quickly, but mm-hmm. I, I do contemplate whether or not. If it had hit him, like, completely face on, I think that might have sealed the yeah. deal. But because he turned away at the angle and only hit one side, I yeah. think that gave him that fighting chance to survive that. Yeah, if it got his whole face, then he wouldn't be two face. He'd be no face. Oh, now we're turning this into Dick Tracy. I see. Uh, uh, but yeah, so it's it's interesting that Batman and Gordon were not in the room when it happened, and I don't know. They probably couldn't have done anything fast enough if that happened while they were there. But it does make you think. Yeah. And I'm sure it also makes Batman think, again, I'm failing Harvey, who I feel is a friend, and I should have been there for him. He's he's making a lot of mistakes. Speaking of which, he's got the wrong perp. Dun, it's dun, dun. <laughs> he thinks it's Harvey, but there's somebody else who lives there. There is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it is it does take them a little bit longer than they should have to figure out. Well, maybe you know there's another person living in the house. Maybe we should investigate their background, maybe. their alibis for these various killings. But yeah, mm-hmm. it takes them a long time to suspect Gilda. Yeah. So Harvey Dent has been hospitalized again, but he escapes. Again, after he uh, gets a phone call from Falcone and goes to meet some of his men, which, yeah, there was no business actually going to be happening here. (laughs) No, not really. He was just trying to finish the job, as they say. Mm -hmm. But at this point, it's not Harvey Dent at the wheel anymore. No, sadly. It's Mr. Hyde. <laughs> I, I do enjoy that moment when they're having a conversation between each other. It's like, you seem tired. Let me take the wheel for a little bit. And then the phone yeah. rings. He says, <laughs> I should take this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, nobody's watching Harvey did. Yeah, he's just hospital. out of the hospital again. Again, somebody needs to be fired. Who's doing? Whoever's doing the security detail, just just yeah. no. <laughs> what security detail? Exactly, that's my point. <laughs> yeah, but Dent escapes and he flees into the sewers, where he meets Solomon Grundy, and they have that exchange where they talk and they they give the whole poem. Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday, christened on a Tuesday. I don't remember the rest. <laughs> you remember more than me, but yeah, they do go through every single one of them. It's like worse on Friday, dead on Saturday, buried on Sunday. Something oh, like it was that. wet. It wet on a Wednesday, I think. Went on, wet a, Wednesday. on a Wednesday. That sounds right. Sick, sick on a Thursday. Worse sick on, on Thursday. Friday. Then yeah, there we go. Worse on Friday. Dead Dead on Saturday, Saturday, buried on... And then born on a Monday, and then gives Harvey the idea, like, oh, reborn, is that what happened to you? 
maybe I can be reborn too. And that's when he takes off his bandages and embraces being two-faced. You know, when they were going through the poem, my father turned to me, he's like, it kind of sounds like COVID, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Not oh. wrong, but ow. Oh, my gosh. You're right, Dad. You're right. <laughs> so, for whatever reason, Harvey Dent is now friends with, uh, or rather Two-Face is now friends with Solomon Grundy, and, and Solomon Grundy is his muscle and willing to do whatever for him. Grundy's hmm. just a interesting guy, like we saw earlier with Batman. Like, you know, I well, guess Batman gave him a turkey leg. And yeah. Fixins. I don't know. I guess they, like, like in that scene where like he was talking to Grundy, they were kind of forming rapport about the the story. Like, it's like Grundy was trying to communicate to him like why he always emphasizes the born on a Monday thing, and mm. then like, yeah. To, yeah. So on Labor Day, uh, Batman goes to visit Calendar Man again. And after another lovely conversation where Calendar Man's like, I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, he, he tells Man. him that, he, and this is apparently what he told Gordon, that if they let him out, then he would stop the killing. Because he's mm -hmm. probably got a decent idea of who the murderer is at this point. Yeah. yeah. He's but, really trying to negotiate for his own release. Pretty like, much. Even though he won't give all the details, he gives Batman a little idea that mm -hmm. it's Labor Day, so you could use Maroney as bait to bring Holiday out. So that's what he does. But... Two-Face and Solomon Grundy attack the uh, prison convoy, which is kind of bad. But thankfully, Batman is also there, disguised as one of Maroney's guards, and he's able to subdue Grundy. And there's a little standoff in the alley between Two-Face in his snazzy new digs <laughs> and Maroney. But wouldn't you know it, somebody shoots Maroney from another building. Probably Holiday, but they're not entirely sure at the time, because they're still kind of thinking that Dent might be Holiday. Yeah. But let's just talk about this suit. Where did he get it? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, now, granted, it could have been a decent amount of time since... Uh, yeah, the, you don't have the best grasp of how soon events happen after one or another in these movies. So it could have been a decent amount of time, but still, where, where, do, you, where do you get that tux? You got it from the yeah, men's no, warehouse. Perfectly bifurcated. Know. Yeah, it had to have been custom tailored. So yeah, <laughs> who did that for him? <laughs> With what All right, you're going you're gonna make me this suit, Taylor, or my friend here is gonna rearrange your everything. <laughs> Solomon Grundy want pants too. <laughs> uh, sure, sure, we'll get your pants too. Just, just, just be, be, don't, don't hurt me. And if me. you, if you got that reference, 
I'm proud of you. <laughs> That's a classic. <clears throat> Brainiac just wanted pants. <laughs> just a decent pair of pants. But yeah, that that definitely like what I mean, sure, he could probably get that made, but all right, well let's not even question it, honestly. <laughs> Yeah. But now they're not entirely sure if Dent was the killer, Holiday. But they're still not quite willing to take him off the list of suspects. And it's Halloween again. And Alfred is preparing another Halloween. And Bruce first is like, well, you're doing this again. But then he has a moment where he's asking Alfred what his own motivations are for fighting crime. Because he's so conflicted about what his father did with the Falcone family and how he brought them to legitimacy and how it's empowered them to do so many terrible things. And Alfred just reassures him that, you know, the true legacy of his parents is him who who goes out to both avenge them and to you know make up for whatever mistakes they made. Very poignant. Yeah. Again, e- excellent work by Alistair Duncan as Alfred. Absolutely. So now Batman meets up with Falcone, who uh, uh, Catwoman is also around the area. And they have a conversation where he asks her what's her obsession with the Falcone family. And she confesses that she might be his daughter. Maybe. That's what she thinks anyway. But she doesn't know her mother's name. And now, Two-Face has decided to gather a crew of the worst of the worst by hitting up Arkham and blowing down the door. (laughs) And apparently, that was chosen by a coin flip. And everyone but Calendar Man chose that. Calendar Man (laughs) clearly chose sales, and he's the only one left behind screaming, I meant Taz, Taz! It's so he funny. Did. He clearly didn't know who he was dealing with. No, he tried so hard to position and present himself as this poised, calculating mastermind with all the cards throughout the video. And at the end, he's just like pathetic and cage and is like screaming, No, no, let me out. I meant the other thing. <laughs> Damn it. At the end of the day, it's just a man. Oh. Also, that prison card. So oh, what, the doctor what too day is this? What what day is it? It's the 305th day of this miserable leap year. Year. Because he doesn't like leap years. And it's a day longer. It's Taco Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. (laughs) I really enjoyed that scene. That was some pretty good stuff. Not enough calendar man in this. No, what we got was amazing, but could definitely yeah. take more. 
Absolutely. Though truthfully, I don't think he would have really fit in with this rogue gallery that's teaming up with Two Face to go. Probably not. Get Falcone. Yeah. Uh, he probably he probably just would have gone his own way. Mm-hmm. You can go your own way. <laughs> his day will come. Oh, it will. Probably. His <laughs> name is Julian Day, and he's the calendar man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Batman does that stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, yes, that is comics. Very on the nose names. <laughs> yeah, Doctor yeah. Crane, like Yakavon Crane. Mm-hmm. Hugo Strange. Yeah. Edward Nigma. Uh, yes. E uh, Doctor E Nigma. Uh, <laughs> you enjoy that one. Dr. Enigma. (laughs) So now the rogues are out and about trashing the town and showing up at Falcone's building, overwhelming the guards and Sophia. And this is like a huge shootout with lots of parties just going at it. And boy, Sophia is a tough cookie. She, She takes some serious damage and then gets up after it, which is quite impressive. But at that point, unfortunately, uh, Falcone has already been shot. And she doesn't really know how to process that. And she mistakenly steps back and slips on one of Poison Ivy's vines. and Down she goes. She can survive a lot, but not a fall from a building. No. And we have a moment where selena tries to hold on to her while they're both hanging off of the ledge because i'm sure in her mind she's thinking this is my sister i want to try to protect her yeah no no not happening and she kind of resides herself to the fate she yeah, no, I mean, she lets go. Sophia lets go because Selena says, oh, I can't hold on. Like, she can see that she's struggling to hold her up, so she, like, lets go. Mm-hmm. Just falls on her own to allow Selena to just help herself up. So it's yeah, like, Rather than take someone yeah. with her, there's some nobility in that, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of... Uh... Characters that we don't get nearly enough of. The penguin has like one line. Uh, yes, penguin poor, is like super superfluous. Really, he he wasn't among the villains who broke out and did anything before. So he just shows up in this climax, and yeah, he barely says anything, and yeah. he doesn't really contribute that much, interestingly, to the fight either. So it's you know, yeah, believe it or not, there's like. The Riddler was in the original story, and they removed him for the film. So you would have had him there, too. But, yeah, they oh. really trim things. But at least the Riddler in the original story, he actually broke out and did stuff before. So he had mm. a role. So. Yeah. yeah. But they kept the Penguin in. They took out the Riddler and kept the Penguin. So, you know. Mm. Well, I suppose he fits better in a chaotic scene of just a... a... Yeah. And Lots I guess so, also to communicate, like, the the new wave of criminals that are taking over Gotham, who are, like, these more superpowered priests, because that's the whole theme of this, is, like, kind of the changing of the times. Falcone that's is, like, true. trying to hang on to this last guy of power, this last 
you know, grasp of maintaining this era where his crime families hold like the the power in the Gotham criminal underworld. But no, it's really like these super powered super villains like Joker, like Ivy, that are creeping in and taking over. And he tries to like adapt with the times by hiring them to help him in his schemes. But now, of course, you know, it's just his whole empire is crumbling down. It's like these new villains that are going to take over. Nothing good comes from hiring super villains. No. He was warned. These people pop up. They're unstable. <laughs> it's, it's true. Different times, different meds. Like, still stupid. <laughs> Not a good plan. Not a good plan. <laughs> yeah. So Falcone has been shot by Two-Face. And he's dying. And uh, Selena rushes over, takes off her cowl, and lets him see her face. And he calls out Louisa before dying. She's like, oh, I guess that's the name of my mother. Because, you know, when people are in their process of dying, they're delusional and they see people as other people. That's... That's well, how it works. I mean, if if she looks like her mother, that makes sense. It's not like he'd know what his daughter yeah. looks like. She's been gone forever. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is true. And actually, Carmine and Batman have a moment where oh. I'm pretty sure Carmine knows who Batman yeah. is. It's pretty, he, pretty clear. Yeah. I think he figured it out. If not in his earlier talk with Batman on the roof like when Two-Face showed him the two-sided die that he gave Bruce. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like it's, yeah, in that final scene, like it's very clear that he knows who Batman he knows Batman is Bruce because of the Which means he has to die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is the unfortunate part of that. So back on the rooftop where they usually have their powwows, Two-Face turns himself over to Gordon and claims responsibility for all of the holiday killings. And he, it, Gordon's like, you know, you really shouldn't have done all this. He's like, you you know, it had to be done. He's like, you, you can't convince me that that was the case. But I want to prove that I'm still a man who believes in justice, so... You need to take me in. That's interesting. Well, I mean, yeah, no, given the like, later twists, it gets even more interesting. Oh, well, very yeah. much so. I mean, Two-Face orchestrated this. Yeah, basically. Well, it, that's comic where you portrayed everything you believe in. You know, Two-Face saying, not everything. You know, he, he did this all to distract from and cover something else. For his own sense of like justice and wanting to protect something, which we'll mm-hmm. get right now. That's an interesting thing because, in a way, he's right. If they kept trying to do it legally, they would have so many roadblocks, mm-hmm. judges paid yeah. off. You yeah. know, the the legit path is a very difficult path, and if the if the blocks are hard enough, that makes it yeah. harder to do. If not and he liked the liberation of the choice being taken away from him. Like, mm-hmm. relying on this. Even though he knows the outcome of the coin flip, like, by having, like, this thing he can project onto to say, well, I'm blameless of the outcome. This was chance. This was fate. 
like that kind of gives him a release to pursue like his urges and vices, what he really wants. And eventually he does scratch out the other head to mm-hmm. make it a two-sided coin. So it actually is chance, but it still tends to fall in line with what he wants to happen. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And there's another moment where Harvey's getting taken away by Gordon and Batman asks if it was worth it and Dent says to Gordon, he's asking if the good guys won. And Gordon says, yeah, the good guys won. But whether or not it was worth it, we're going to have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. So the real reason, of course, why Two-Face has claimed responsibility for all the holiday killings is because he knows who did it and wants to protect yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And now Batman's finally put all the pieces together and finds Gilda burning the holiday items in their basements. And she confesses that Falcone had annulled her marriage with Alberto and they had their child aborted. And the way she describes the process is like... I mean, she was horribly traumatized. I mean, you see her reconciling with this throughout these movies and slowly, you know, now the pieces are coming together. We understand, like, what comes to character. But it really makes me watching film and all the scenes with her, like, take on a whole new context in the way why she was reacting to the conversations with Harvey about having children, you know, and knowing that she's a killer, also the scenes of, like, her kind of trying to work through her stress and guilt, like, her, you know, chain-smoking all those cigarettes and drowning herself in wine, the way she was so distant and lost in her thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. It puts a lot of stiff scenes in a different context. And checking the news to see what people are saying about the holiday killer. Yeah. (laughs) And she was clearly distraught when the police wouldn't let her leave her home. Yeah. She did not like that. Thought it was Mm. ridiculous. But, you know... (laughs) Hindsight. Yeah. Sure is a good thing that they didn't. So that's that's just a really tragic story that she was so in love with Alberto and was rejected by the family and you know, it, it hits really hard and honestly that was my 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 TLDR of this was I wasn't expecting this to be this good. I wasn't expecting it to be bad, but this went from alright, I'll watch a Batman movie to oh my god, this is a really good take on early era Batman. I really enjoyed this. I had a blast. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's a really compelling story about growing pains Bruce has coming into his own as Batman, uh, dealing with a case that like tests a lot of his relationships, relationship with Selena's relationship with Harvey. It's a great interpretation and retelling of the Two-Face origin story. And it's now yeah, my it's... favorite version of that. I also love how Batman's not a, uh, instantly a great detective. This is no. probably what made him a good detective. He he had to learn from the school of hard knocks. 
Yeah, he was mm-hmm. very vulnerable. He made a lot of mistakes in this. He really needed to rely on a lot of help to work through and, you know, ultimately uh, figure out a way to... In the end, he doesn't really even succeed, really. He finds out, like, who the real holiday killer is, but by that point, like, everything's too late. Harvey did what he did, and he's, you know, is figuring two-faced now. Like, the entire family was wiped out. So, yeah, like, Batman has, like, all this, like, kind of a guilt from not, like, being able to do more to save these people in time. But he just has kind of the, the, you know, reconciliation that he knows that the holiday killings are done now. Not just done, finished. And, yeah, again, there's a lot of good... It was a good story for... Bruce to develop as Batman and goes through like these growing pains. And again, like the entire, you know, downfall of the Falcone crime family is also a good reflection of like, again, the changing of times in Gotham from like this old order of how things used to be to like this new era in which like Bruce is going to have to combat like these super violent criminals and he needs to step up and be better, do better in order to save lives. As a lot of this went, can't really argue it did clean up Gotham a decent bit in its own twisted, horrible way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I mean that that's what makes the whole situation you know, kind kind of a I it's not black and white. There are many shades of gray here. Oh yeah. yeah. That's especially what I loved about Harvey's character in this, because even when he takes the turn to Two Face, like his actions are all motivated by protecting Gilda, by orchestrating this big distraction to put all the blame for the killings on himself and away from her. So like even when his quote unquote turn to the dark side and you know, giving into like his own desire to have the catharsis or just getting rid of Procone and ending this whole thing itself, it's still motivated out of a place of, like, compassion for, like, his wife. And I think, mm-hmm. yeah, the relationship between Harvey and Gilda in this film is really interesting to be. It's like, Harvey clearly knows a lot of Gilda's pain and he's trying to help be supportive and coax her through it. And they have, like, their rough patches, but in the end, like, you know, he... he basically sacrificed himself and his freedom for her which you know is i think is really sweet it's i get i think yeah it's uh i really found their a lot their scenes and i've really found harvey in this film a super compelling character that's why one of the reasons like i really like this version of the story like i like so many versions of two-face i think he is one of the most interesting batman characters uh i really of course the original the you know the animated series version of him is mm-hmm. so good that is my go-to the, normally but yeah. this one's really good oh gosh Absolutely. the reveal of the face in the in the animated series oh, yeah no like man that's that some good stuff two-parter is what my favorite if it's up there and it's not if it's not my absolute favorite but like this 
the long Halloween origin story is also just so. What I like about this slightly better than that is they take a lot more time to slow burn it. Rather, you know, two parters, not not nothing, but right. Compared well, in on the, the animated series, like we had a lot of episodes building up Harvey as his own character mm-hmm. before the real. Right. Like, we had episodes of Spider-Man's relationship with Bruce, and he fell under uh, in uh, under poison ivy some in one episode. Yeah. And, no, and I'm not I'm yeah. not just in the animated series. I grew up on that stuff. You're not gonna get me to say anything bad about it. I'm just saying I like the way this is done a little bit better, honestly. Yeah. No, but it doesn't really it doesn't take away from the animated series. Like it's still a different game. No, absolutely not. It's just a really good another really good version. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. I really love this version. Especially because like, they kept on making you think, oh, is this where he becomes too fast? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That no, first fake out had me really going. Playing. I'm like, whoa, that was fast. Oh, that yeah. wasn't it. No, it's definitely playing on your expectations through a lot of this. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I I read The Long Halloween a long time ago. So, But, like, as I was watching this, like, so much of that story was coming back to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, man, this was a really really compelling story and they they changed a lot of this from the comic like i will say that there's stuff to alberto and gilda uh that was changed quite a bit for this version there were some plot things that were changed a bit uh but i really like the changes that they made and i think that they ultimately made a really really compelling adaptation of this i really was impressed by it i guess my only thing that i would like to have had in the film was gilda's line in the original that was kind of iconic which was i believe in harvey dent which is like her <laughs> at the end of the comic you know in the original comic like she was kind of reflecting on everything that would happen and like you know she says that line reference to she believes harvey she believes in the good in harvey and she believes in Harvey's love for her that she won't like reveal the truth of the holiday killings and who the real holiday was. So, mm. yeah, I just really uh, like that line. But I think that there is so much to that conversation that she and uh, Bruce uh, Batman had in the that results was so good that I, yeah. So, so what you're saying is that I believe in Harvey Dent thing was totally ripped off. No, in, I mean, the Dark Knight bar in the Dark Knight. No, the Dark Knight bothered a lot from the Long Halloween. Like, I yeah. suppose it did. I suppose it did. Yeah, I did like hey, the, the ending where we we finally got them trick or treaters to show up. That was yeah. That was cute, and of and course they the dressed same, as Batman. <laughs> it's the same family that had encountered Batman in the alley when he was under the effects of Scarecrow's gas too, which I thought was a fun little detail. That was pretty right. fun. Also, that post-credit sequence was just hilarious. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. for you, Seth. Flash <laughs> yeah, Green Arrow showed up. It's like, hey, think, what's up? <laughs> I think that ties into Justice Society. Yeah, this is in continuity with two other movies. Uh, so yeah, that and one of them is like World Justice World War Two or Wonder Woman World War Two or something. It's Justice Society. Oh, Justice Society? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Justice Society, World War, and the other one is the the Superman, Man of Tomorrow, which is really good, and I hope Toonami plays it someday. 
Yeah, we got a lot of Batman-focused uh, nights this time, but yeah, we should uh, get some more soups. On soup is always good. We got all of the Superman. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm hoping because it is in line with this movie that maybe they will play Justice Society World War Two and Superman Man of Tomorrow because I thought Man of Tomorrow was really good. It's got Darren Chris's Superman and. Uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, Siler on Heroes. Oh wow! As, as oh. Lex Luthor. Oh, Zachary. Oh, that is an inspired choice for Lex. <laughs> yeah. That is smart. And it has a really interesting version of the Parasite, which, by the way, is a Superman villain who's really freaky, <laughs> really freaky, and really underutilized. Yeah, well, they used him a lot in the in the, in the Superman anime. animated they, series. They did. Oh gosh, his origin in that gave me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, gosh, I, I, yeah, same. Just, ugh, what a horrible, horrible way to. Ugh. Yeah. So I, I do hope it's it's actually fairly similar. In uh... <laughs> that's how it was like. Oh, when's he gonna become parasite? <laughs> I know it's gonna happen. But, uh, yeah. When's Lex Luthor gonna betray Superman? You know it's gonna happen. Oh, it's Lex Luthor. It's just, it's it's a given. Yeah. Again, why was the Joker going along with all this? I mean, sure, he enjoys making chaos regardless, but if he has this thing about wanting to be the only crazy, (laughs) that's... It seems odd that he would hang out with the rest of them, but... Eh. Yeah, no, again, they really turned a dime on uh, Dent, like, after he broke him out, because, like, they were all, <laughs> like, saying, oh, everyone here locked in Arkham hates Dent because he put him in there, but he breaks down, like, oh, no, we'll we'll help you cause havoc through Gotham. Yeah, Why not? Oh, they did they you say fair allegiances. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works, man, whatever works. Uh, so we've gone this long without really talking about Jensen Ackles as Batman. Oh, I, I, I did enjoy job. him. I did enjoy him as the Red Hood. I thought he was a really good Jason Todd Red Hood. But yeah. I think I think he does a good job as a young Bruce Wayne in this. Honestly, much better than uh, Benjamin McKenzie in Batman Year One. <laughs> like there were things that were good about that performance but a lot of it was <laughs> not his best work <laughs> stick to being jim gordon <laughs> yeah no ackles did a really good job as bruce batman in this film like particularly in the scene where he's under the effects of scarecrow and he's like calling out for his mother like the the vulnerability and the fe- frightenedness is always like he really gets that to root of core like Deep down in Bruce, he's still kind of like a scared, traumatized child. He's still working through that. So mm-hmm. I really thought that was a really wonderfully acted moment. And there was a lot of great uh, acting throughout this film. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Josh Duhamel is Harvey Dent and Two-Face. Yeah. And he had just the perfect... Yeah. The I loved yeah. it. I loved it. And the late Nea Rivera as Selena Kyle doing a wonderful yeah. performance. It was apparently oh, yeah. her last performance before she passed away. I saw yeah. that in the, in the credits and I'm like, oh, she did a great job. 
Yeah. It's very tragic and sad, but no, this is a wonderful performance. Uh, he was incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, those not familiar with her work, uh, one of her biggest roles was in Glee. Them Glee kids, you know, they <laughs> they get work. Hey, good for them. Yeah. Uh, especially Darren Chris, as I said, he's Superman in that other one. But uh, he's he's been in a lot of things lately. He was Raphael in Batman TMNT, which <laughs> wow. was interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. And Troy Baker played both Joker and Batman in uh, Batman TMNT. <laughs> and in this, he was Joker and, and Tony. Oh, that guy didn't live very long, did he? <laughs> no, he did not. That, that was the guy who went splat. I think. Yeah. <laughs> was it? Yeah. I think you are right. And of course, Julie Nathanson is Gilda Dent. Sounded so much like uh, uh, Greg Griffin. Yeah. Honestly, I, I thought it was Greg Griffin. But no, that's Julie Nathanson as yeah, Gilda she Dent. She played Roe in Back from Beyond the Zeta Project. Oh, man, that takes me back. Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, apparently, Silver Banshee and Jewelie in uh, DC's Suicide Squad Hell to Pay animated film. Among many, many other roles. And Greg Chun is Mikey Chen. <laughs> Greg Chun, of course, you've heard a few times on Tsunami because he's in dubs often enough. Yep. Like uh, Gideon in uh, Sword Art Alicization. That guy. That guy. That guy. (laughs) And Katie Sackoff is Poison Ivy. Mm -mm -mm. She did very well with that. Yeah. And little Zach Callison is young Bruce Wayne. It's Steven Universe. Oh. oh, I did not catch that. He did. I mean, he's he's not little anymore. He's you know he's he's getting. I I, I he's in his twenties. Yeah, yeah, he's in his yeah he's in his twenties now. Uh, I I think he did a really good job as young Bruce Wayne. I would a very, agree. Very poised performance. That uh, it was a very believable read of like. A rich kid who's sheltered but knowledged. Mm-hmm. I'm probably overanalyzing it, honestly, but he, he did a good job. Just fantastic cast overall. So definitely, definitely, really, really good movie. Titus Oliver's Carmine, uh, another standout. Yes, yes, Titus Bewiller. He, Big television. You don't show. you don't usually hear him doing an accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots lots of good lots of good performances in this. Very well done. Very very good film. Well done. Written by Tim Sheridan, directed by Chris Palmer. I hope that they do more stuff because I think they did an excellent job. Yeah. I have to agree with that. Sounds like they did a good job of adapting the material. 
too. too Absolutely. Sure. Like if they ever do Dark Victory, um, like that, you know, and especially if we want to see more of this version of Calendar Man, I'd love them to see do Dark Victory. I've got, obviously, they made some changes to Long Halloween that will mean like they either got to rewrite things or retcon some things. But yeah, I mean, if they did a good job with this. I would like to see how they'd handle that. Hmm. Yeah. So it was a it was a fun night watching a very long Batman story. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, that was like theatrical title. length between the two. You're dealing with almost three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, uh, well, I mean, with commercials, it came to four hours. But... That's true. Yeah. But without commercials, yeah, it's. It's three hours. Like each half is about it's it's one and a half, so eighty-five and eighty-seven minutes apart. Yeah. I don't feel like it was too long. No, not at all. There was a there was a a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's it was a very long storyline, so they did a good job of you know adapting it. Like it I mean I was hooked in from beginning to end and I mean Mm -hmm. we watched it today uh in prop for the podcast and i also was hooked beginning to end so hmm. yeah yeah i think i think it had a good pacing like again it it wasn't in the easiest thing to tell how much time passes between events but i mean yeah. they keep listing holidays so yeah <laughs> they, like oh they, thanksgiving <laughs> it was just halloween <laughs> yeah they do just yeah. jump cut to the next scene like they don't have like on-screen text saying oh a month later or this thanksgiving day or whatever they just like keep going and then you you learn through dialogue you learn through dialogue like usually they save the reveal of the day for when the murder happens yeah and then it displays it in yeah and then at the start of the second movie they just have a montage of murder Oh, yeah. that was fun. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, not every murder has to be important. <laughs> no, not at all. Sometimes it's just going to be a murder. Yeah. Apparently, by the end of this, Falcone lost like half of his men. I was like, that was only half? <laughs> you, uh, you employ a lot of people. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. This, uh, well... Hmm. All the Falcones are dead, aren't they? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder who their assets would fall to. Hmm. Well, that is how Selena Kyle became rich. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Perhaps. Selena Kyle takes over. Speaking of which, she's like showing up at this yacht party, and like, I I don't think it's been established that she's rich. <laughs> No, she just kind of shows up, steals a bunch of stuff, and she uh, she's she's extremely fit. <laughs> that yeah, she no, is. that skin suit she's wearing very tight on her, but yeah. Oh boy, very. I mean, yeah. in the previous podcast, I said I've never been more attracted to Catwoman than it was in Batman Ninja, but this is a contender. <laughs> I could she, looked, she, well, looked, she looked quite lovely in this one. 
Bruce's was also pretty tight, so like his abs were like oh, really oh, showing oh, through his. Oh, uh, for sure, there. it was equal opportunity. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. but for for real though, they they. <laughs> no, yeah, it was. I was I was almost really secondhand awesome. embarrassed with the amount of times that Catwoman's ass was on screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the camera did like her butt. But uh, Dad never said anything. So. <laughs> I I thought about pointing out, uh, you know, her design. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. We'll just uh, we'll just leave that there. It's fine. We'll, we'll just leave that there. It's we know what we're getting into. <laughs> A very tight skin suit. That's what we're getting into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, it was I had a good time. I had a good time with these. I I don't know how soon I'll revisit them, but I would probably watch them again at some point. I think that's I'm fair. glad I I'm, I'm glad I hadn't seen them before Toonami played them. And wow, Toonami's getting these way fast. They they came out in June and July of this year, so the fact that they got to air those in October yeah it's pretty yeah. cool this is one of the fastest play uh a new movie it's gotten well, it's, it's a perfect fit because like halloween's right right basically right here <laughs> oh yeah it's just so seasonally appropriate yeah yeah it might have been that much more perfect to actually do it on the 30th but yeah you don't yeah. want to premiere something on the 30th yeah, the timing worked yeah. out better for the fan american but yeah if they could read on it that would have been great but you know mm-hmm Besides, now you can choose to watch Batman the Long Halloween on Halloween, if yeah. you want. Yeah, it's right up there on HBO Max, if you ever want to watch it all. Yeah, I was going to say, it is on HBO Max. It seems like, at least up until earlier this week, only the first part was on demand on on Sling and it's such. It's still the case, I checked. Wow. I, think, <laughs> I wonder if that's because of the title. Because it's yeah, it's they, possible. yeah. They like sometimes movie. sling if there's like some weird like airing date thing that confuses it. Like they won't put up the like put up something on demand in a time like they or up at all. That part two was part one replaying. Yeah, see, I yeah, think that that's probably what happened. I, I absolutely had to uh, play some trickery to get myself some HBO Max to uh, see that second part. Mm -hmm. Well, then I should ask this question. Uh, were some F-bombs said in the second one? Well, they, no, they weren't I said out. So in the... I watched it on HBO Max, and I will say, like, the scene where Sophia is, like, saying mutter, like, they, she does not say the F part in the HBO uh, Max streaming version either. So I don't think mm. so that was censorship for the TV. That was just there how was a, another TV. time where it seemed like somebody got cut off. I think that when uh, Falcone was saying just get it over to, you know, uh, to face when he's about to shoot him. Maybe that was yeah. censored on the TV, in the in the HBO Max streaming version. It, it, he does say the F-bomb, so. Ah, okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. it was like, ooh, that sounded like a an edit. 
But hey, you know, they they can't drop the F-bomb on Adult Swim, so it's fine. No, I, I can see that. I didn't it notice was hard, it, but... It was hardly noticeable. I didn't even notice it, and I was watching it on HBO Max, so there you go. Well, when there's only one F-bomb, it's hardly noticeable when they're... Yes. Every other yeah. word coming out of people's mouths, as is commonly the case in, like, uh, modern streaming shows. <laughs> yeah, that is true, and yeah. And even stuff like Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately but, uh, true. I, I, it kind of suits a show like that so whatever yeah i mean i'm i can deal like honestly, yeah I mean, as long also, as the content's good i really don't care and honestly a lot of people just use it as part of the casual language so it's not especially oh, it's the kind of characters harley ivy all those guys are of course they would be dropping f-bombs all the time yeah mm-hmm. i could see that I honestly don't find the word offensive at all. <laughs> it's so overused, I could definitely see the case for that. Yeah, it's like it's lost all. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But it's not polite to say in no. polite company. No, it is not. <laughs> no. Yeah, whatever. There's, there's funner swears. Like, bitch. That's a fun <laughs> one. If we want to but talk about swearing, used, may I recommend the history of swearing on Netflix? Oh, yeah, I I saw that. It uh, is very fun. It is interesting <laughs> to find out where these words come from. Oh, they do a little more than that and that, too. Like, they go into, okay, well, why do we do it? <laughs> mm. True. Yeah, it's just fun. I enjoyed it. We say expletives because we want to. Well, yeah. Yes. For emphasis. <laughs> the etymology of language. Ah, yes. Language is an interesting thing. That to it me. Most certainly is. Mm-hmm. I guess that uh, about does it. It's, it's a good couple of movies. And if you haven't seen them, they're on HBO Max. You can get them on home video. You can rent them digitally. You can buy them digitally. Lots of ways to see them. So. I would recommend that you do if you like a good Batman story, particularly a Batman story involving the mob and crime families and murder mystery. That's it's clicking to all of those boxes. Villain origin story too. True, true. If you, particularly if you like the character Harvey Dent and Two Face, it's it's definitely a good interpretation of that. Very, very good all around. It was uh, not our usual anime night, though it did start with Finna. <laughs> oh, boy, what a finale that was. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was that, yeah. was, uh, that was an episode. Now, while I do agree with their decision to play the last two episodes of Finna those two weeks, I do kind of feel like it would be a tough hurdle for somebody who was just trying to watch a Batman movie. <laughs> Dropping yeah. it on the 11th and 12th episode of oh, this man, yeah. story. Not very newbie friendly. <laughs> yeah. Especially the final episode. You'll yeah. be very lost. <laughs> so, I... 
maybe they shouldn't have done that if they wanted to maximize these Batman movies. But no, they they didn't want to give that a break for two weeks. Plus, what could they marathon if they didn't finish it? <laughs> so it is what it is. But I, I do think that that is perhaps a bridge too far to ask your new audience to to take in but hey if they tuned in caught some event and thought oh i want to see the rest of this good news marathon all 12 episodes this upcoming saturday the october 30th and tonight was starting a little early to accommodate that too uh released in a while 10 30. yeah 10:30 instead of the usual midnight. Huh. They they've done that twice this year now because they did it with the Harley Quinn marathon too. Oh, yeah. Oh. But yeah, if you haven't watched Penny yet, this is a great way to do it and I recommend it. I do as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we have a Fennecast, so that should tell you something. We we <laughs> sure do. We sure do and we uh we're pumping out lots of episodes of that still even though the show has ended (laughs) because there's more to talk about and more people to talk to about it. And uh, you'll have another opportunity to relive Fena because they're rerunning it. And that brings us to our schedule updates. And a lot of times recently when they make a schedule update, I'm kind of scratching my head thinking, well, I was not expecting that. Such yeah. as when they announced a second Batman movie night. And like, oh, well, okay, sure. I guess that works. But now knowing that there were two episodes remaining of My Hero Academia season and they need to clean the slate before the following week on November 13th when they have the one-hour premiere of Blade Runner Black Lotus, it kind of made the most sense for them to just air those last two episodes of My Hero Academia since Fena is over. And sure enough, for once, the most logical conclusion is exactly what they did. Hooray! Logical conclusions! (laughs) So the November 6th, 2021 schedule will be a back-to-back premiere for My Hero Academia that finishes off the fifth season followed by Yashihime at 1am Food Wars at 1.30 Naruto Shippuden moving up to 2 and Fena Pirate Princess will move into the 2.30am slot restarting from the beginning and it is Daylight Savings so technically there's two 2.00am's two <laughs> <laughs> in which Dr. Stone continues and also Dragon Ball Super. But then after those, there is a bonus shorts block. We don't know exactly what that will entail, but I strongly suspect there'll at least be a couple of Rick and Morty shorts in there. Yeah, I could see that. I think there's enough of them for the full hour. Yeah, they say it will have cool shorts and extra goodies, an overall hour of fun. But it doesn't have to just be the Rick and Morty stuff. There's other stuff that they could put on. Like, they've had yeah. those Iron Maiden music videos. 
Let's get some Kickheart back. There can be surprises, yeah. As a backer, as a backer of Kickheart, bring Kickheart back. (laughs) I would enjoy watching Kickheart again. Uh, I know they really should play uh, Blade Runner Blackout. Blackout. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. (laughs) Though arguably they should play that earlier than 3 a.m., but eh, whatever, I'll take it. (laughs) It's not essential, but it would be good to do it. So we'll, we will see what, what that all entails. So somewhat disappointing here, Black Clover's ultimate replacement seems to be reruns of Fena. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see them not wanting to start like too many new shows at the same time, I, I suppose. But perhaps yeah, it'll be interesting because you got this My Hero hour finale for the 6th and then we have an hour for black lotus's premiere episodes on the 13th i wonder if they are going to premiere something on the 20th or not to replace you know my hero or like what they'll do because there'll be another slot to fill so well i i feel like they should definitely do that (laughs) yeah but i i I think they will (laughs) yeah it it really be because like on the i wonder if they'll do a marathon for the 27th for thanksgiving weekend because i I don't think they will but if they do they might like do it after blade runner yeah i could like play runner and then do for instance a food wars marathon yeah Yeah, that'd be perfect for the the time and especially because season four will have ended by then i came that that probably actually, my other thing is that season four. Well, actually, no, I don't think it would have ended because it won't end. Okay, It'll be it, one episode left. One episode left. That's maybe my other thing that they might do is that maybe the on the twentieth they'll play the last two episodes of Food Wars season four to fill in that slot to delay like premiering a show yet again, and then on Thanksgiving weekend they'll do a season four marathon after. Oh, uh, that is a possibility, I suppose. Yeah. Just three weeks of like one show doubling up. <laughs> well, that oh, you gotta that do could, what you gotta do. That could happen. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, it's a little disappointing that they're not starting a new show on the sixth. But honestly airing premieres after 2 a.m. is probably not a good idea anyway. That is also true. And while they are no stranger to doing that, uh, maybe the time has come for them to not do it anymore. Who knows? Be all for that. But I do think that they will start a new show on the 20th, but you do pose a point that they could potentially delay that but i kind of feel like because they'll be rolling with blade runner they and also because they've taken three weeks off in a row recently that they probably won't take off thanksgiving weekend it's never been like consistent with thanksgiving there was like that one year where they did a marathon of attack on titan the weekend before thanksgiving (laughs) That was weird. But that's just kind of how it worked out. So, 
We'll see if HBO Max wants them to do something like last oh. year. Oh, that's true. And Food Wars is on HBO Max. Ah, <laughs> the connections come together. Actually, hmm. Well, yeah, season four uh, and five are on HBO Max. Yeah, but the dub of season five is not actually on HBO Max yet. Just the dub of season no, four. Just four. They did say it was going to be on HBO Max, and it hasn't shown up yet. Is but the dub there's... of five out any on? No, Sentai? not yet. Yeah. Like, uh, it, I don't it think it's might, been released yet. It might be dubbed, and they just haven't released it anywhere yet. Yeah. But like. I'm pretty sure we know what's coming to HBO Max in November, and that is not among the things. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it poses a question about is Food Wars going to roll into season five? And I don't know. I we don't know do. what the size very, of the job very is. surprised if they do that. If, if yeah. they do that, then Tsunami might get the premiere. That would be <laughs> amazing. Cool. That would be really, yeah. really cool for sure. I'm. I'd, I'd, be, I'd, I'd like to see that. But another part of me is like, where is Assassination Classroom Season 2? Where is Half Plus 2? Where is Mob Season 2? All of this good stuff. Well, There's mo- plenty mo- of the air. Well, I'm not a Mob but I mean, fan, but I at least you know want the fans to get with you know. Where's my Megalo box? That's a question. I've somehow managed to not watch that yet. If that shows up, I'll probably watch it on Tsunami. It's um, real, yeah. real good. It's I've real, heard. real good. I've heard real good, real sad. And while yeah. I do think the absolute best thing that they could possibly get for that 1230 slot would be a very quick dub of Demon Slayer Season 2. Yeah. I, I do think thematically pairing Blade Runner Black Lotus with Akudama Drive would be really good. Oh, Excellent. Yeah. That would be a beautiful choice. I would also love to see Ghost and Shell return to the schedule and reruns uh, at the same time while Black Lotus is airing, considering. Hmm. Well, that might replace Dr. Stone, because it looks yeah. like Fina isn't. <laughs> hey, production IG power hour. Hey, mm-hmm. why not? Because uh, I, I foresee that Fina, Pirate Princess, will make way for a Blade Runner Black Lotus rerun. Because that lines up perfectly. There are 12 episodes of Fena, there are 13 episodes of Blade Runner, and we know the first two are airing the first night. Ha! That is true. So, lines up perfectly. And there's a slight possibility that Dr. Stone would be replaced by Assassination Classroom or Megalobox or something else. Bring us Tiger and Bunny! Uh, it's not going to happen. It's never too Please. late, I mean. Please. I would I love Tiger it, though. Bunny so much. Oh, it's such a good show. And Blood Blockade Battlefront. Battlefront, we got to get that in there, too. And, I mean, mm-hmm. if we get Tiger and Bunny, it'll be, you know, season two is just next year. Yeah, exactly. True. Like, Speaking of season twos, they'll probably just keep rolling with Yoshihime. I imagine yeah. they will. That, I mean, that one, I think, will sure. definitely just roll over. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure, it'll, like, with the first season, the dub will come out around the sixth, seventh episode of the, the Japanese broadcast. So by the time Tanami finishes the first season, there should be dub episodes available for them there of the second. And uh, mm-hmm. those came out pretty consistently last year, so 
Yeah, I think they can just continue on forward. Uh, people have made the point that Naruto Shippuden has been upgraded to 2 a.m. just in time to return to canon. Hey, yeah. yeah. There's actually one more Kakashi filler left. But yeah. Well, yeah. it was an interesting Gentleman New York. I mean, that's that's fine and dandy. But, yeah, I, I don't think that that was planned or anything. It just kind of worked out that way. Yeah. <laughs> But now, uh, the the past three weeks, well, the past two weeks, soon to be a third, they have not run the regular Toonami shows, so it's just been the hours of Naruto at 9 and 4, but starting on November 6th, there will be five episodes of Naruto every Saturday. Yeah. You got an hour at 9, it repeats at 4... And you got the new episode on Toonami at 2 a.m. Naruto at 9 really takes it back. I know, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. That really takes me back. Yeah. <laughs> what is this, Cartoon Network circa 2006? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. With the amount that they're encoring Naruto, yes. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> oh, Naruto. Oh, hey, and Toonami airing a production IG original series, too. That never <laughs> happened back in the day, ever. Well, it happened specifically in 2006, also part of 2005. Yes. <laughs> I'm talking about IGPX, of course, which, hey, rerun that. Yes. Is Another, the reason uh, they won't rerun it or they're reluctant to is that it's not in HD or... Uh, it could be that. Though, they do have a nice upscale that's almost as good as HD that would at least look correct when they air it. So, I don't know. It's disappointing that they never seem to pull that one out. I mean, they haven't rerun their Fooly Cooly seasons since yeah. they reran them the first time. Which I'd say they're overdue to to yeah. do that. There's there's options for rerunning things, and <laughs> well, uh, it looks like they still have Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's why topical. not put it on. There'll be a lot of combo with the Netflix show. I'm sure people will turn into TV <laughs> if they see reruns on air again. It's they haven't aired it regularly in a long time. There was a marathon last year, but I don't think it's run regularly in a few years. So. Yeah, but besides that, it it hasn't been since, I think, 2018. Yeah, it's been like three years. Same way, yeah, I mentioned before Ghost in the Shell, it's been like three years. Yeah, pretty much the same, though, the last time both of those were on. Mm-hmm. In HD! <laughs> of course, there are uh, all avail- all the episodes are available on adultswim.com to watch whenever you want. Yeah. And so is every episode of Black Clover. Yeah, that is probably that itch. You know, I just like Naruto. I think they should experiment with it with a, like a weekday morning strip and see how well it does. Yeah, yeah. I I think that they should uh, try Black Clover in at like four a.m. or in prime time. I think it would yeah. do quite well. It's not too much for that time slot content wise, and. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think it would potentially do fine there. And if they can air all 170 episodes of it, I mean, why not just 
at least try it and see if it, you know, gets a rating. It seems like Naruto, they tried on weekdays and it was like, oh, this was doing pretty okay. We can do this a second time. And now they're trying it in prime time on uh, Saturday. So, hey, try every Black Clover and see if it sticks. Yeah, it's certainly worth trying. Speaking of Adult Swim trying things, it finally happened. Mm-hmm. They're finally speeding up shows and crunching credits. Uh, yeah. At least it is concentrated to weekdays, 9 to 11. Yeah. It's sad yeah. that it's finally caught up to you in that close, you know? Yeah, and it's pretty worthless, too, because the speed-ups only have allowed for, like, 30 seconds of uh, additional ad time per hour. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, at that point, just... Why you even at your that point, isn't it costing you more money to create the speed-up? Yeah. Mm, I, maybe. I Unless that 30-second ad is, like, really lucrative. I'm, I assume it actually probably is making them some money. Otherwise, why would you do it? I'd hope so. <laughs> but the, it can't be all that much, given that they have to put effort into doing it. And then mm-hmm. it's 30 seconds. Oh, no. It's mm-hmm. it's gross. <laughs> it's, and it, yeah, it, and it's, it's, gross. it's noticeable speed up. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, I've, I've seen the eclipse. It's, uh, it's a very thing. annoying. But... And, and crunching the... Thankfully, they don't do it with the 5 a.m. Encore airings, but right. crunching but, the credits on Bob's Burgers is a shame because there's jokes there's in the ending sequence. Yeah, like, that's, that's a legitimate uh, missing content there. You're losing out on part of the show there, yeah. And, you know, Adult Swim used to pride itself on not doing these sorts of things, so it's just the end of an era. It took 20 years. Twenty years. Well, I I, I just hope we don't lose the fact that there are only like four ad breaks per hour. Uh, They start adding more. That would be real sad. Oh, I really don't want that. As much as I don't think we're going to lose TV anytime soon, this sort of thing is going to get more and more prevalent as people switch Mm -hmm. more and more from you know live TV to streaming services. This is going to happen more and more. And yeah. incidentally, it will cause more people to want to switch. Yes, yeah. it, it's hilarious like that. They're doing it to try and save themselves, but it's it's pissing enough people off that it is it worth it? Probably not. But uh, fact of the matter is, they definitely lost a a decent chunk of viewers when they lost Family Guy, and they gotta yeah. do something to make those advertisers content. They That's they used true. to be able to you know throw their weight around to an extent, but now not so much. Eh, there there could be there could be more things coming down the line. I really hope not though. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's gross enough that they're doing what they're doing right now with the nine to eleven hours on weekdays thankfully they're not doing it on saturday or sunday but oh boy <laughs> i was actually i would have been amused if they sped up naruto's ending even more than it already was <laughs> but 
But Naruto runs short enough that they don't really have to do that because mm-hmm. they already cut out the opening. Yeah. So it, it runs it runs like 21 minutes, honestly, mm-hmm. which is more than satisfactory. Whereas most of Toonami's shows run 22 to 23 minutes, even with edits. So that's why Naruto was always the show that a music video premiered during. Yeah. Because they got the time, baby. And to this day, I will argue that the occasional interesting music video is worth the sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> of the Naruto openings, which admittedly are sometimes the best part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can watch those on YouTube anytime. Like giving Tanani the opportunity to air something interesting, cool on air. <laughs> Somebody actually made the argument, oh, you can watch all the Bob's Burgers endings on YouTube. I was like, no, you can't. No. No. That's you know how mean. ridiculous of a prospect that is to watch every single ending of Bob's Burgers on YouTube? Let's find the, uh, the specific yeah. one for this specific one for every episode. Yeah, no, that's not going to be on there. No. You might find a couple. Uh, I, I, I mean, it, it might exist, but I get the feeling they won't stay up forever. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that's going to get copyright struck for sure. And you shouldn't have to do that. It's ridiculous. That's, yeah, it's pretty, pretty dumb. If you're going to do it, this, we're still television, watch us. Don't make your experience worse than going to streaming. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And hey, let's take bets on whether or not we'll get the full opening for My Hero Academia this uh, <laughs> this uh, next next Saturday, uh, November sixth, because it will be at the top of the block. I'm but, gonna yeah. say probably not. They probably won't account for that, which is <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, unfortunate, because Man with the Mission deserved to be heard once. Yes, I yes, mean it was did. heard once. Uh, no, actually. Did they the, not? No, wait, I thought I watched it, and didn't they play the full opening? No, they, uh, the week that it switched to uh, the new opening, it was already not in the first slot anymore, and they forgot that even though it's not in the first slot, they yeah, usually thought, still play the full opening. Oh, once. yeah, and that that opening yeah. is actually one of my top they for didn't. Hero Octamia. Oh, I, I, huh. Yeah, I thought, yeah. I would say it's among one of my favorites, even though I really like Man with a Mission generally. Well, I mean, I just really the, the, like that. I, it grew on me. I like it more than the the first one for the season. Yeah, the first one for the sure. season was, was just okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing too exciting with that one. There are certain yeah. spots on this one that just make me rock out, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh true. As man with a mission do. Indeed. <laughs> there is some uh, there is some great lyrics <laughs> in that opening with some very odd phrasing of words. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. What what is the word in particular? The the carousel. The, yeah. the Caruso goes the up carousel. and down. <laughs> That's not how you say carousel. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a carousel. You know, they got Caru from uh, One Piece and, you know. <laughs> 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 uh, 
A ducky good day. Yes. <laughs> the carousel, but with, with Carew. Yeah, it's a combo. It's totally what's going on. The combo, it's a mashup. Yeah. Carousel. <laughs> or, or like, you know, Caruso. Oh, no. <laughs> Jean Crusoe. Yes. It's French. It's crap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to argue I, with that one. I would like I, to argue I, with that one, but I can't. I I got my Birdman from the uh, Adult Swim... Uh, uh, the Adult Swim meal from Carl's Jr. Nice. Got my Birdman. Very uh, nice. You know, the sad thing for and me is that... that the Hardys that's next to me had ran out of the toys and stopped doing the promotion. Oh, it's like, I only managed to get robot chicken and Debbie, but yeah. Ah, that's too bad. Alas, I've not done fast food in a while, so I, I have not been able to get any of them. Eh, it's not really worth it, but it is kind of a neat (laughs) figure. Yeah. Uh, I, I had the option to either, get one sealed in the blind bag or they said I could take the robot chicken or the bird man. I was like, I want the bird man. <laughs> why, <laughs> why wouldn't I go for the bird man? He might be a little scratched up or worse for wear or whatever, but why, why wouldn't I get exactly what I wanted? <laughs> I mean, he can defend you in a court of law. Can robot chicken do that? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, these are these are these are the questions. <laughs> Good robot. It seems like Robot Chicken has to win a lot of court cases. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a, that is a fair point. But not really. It's parody. Yeah. <laughs> but Harvey Birdman, yeah, he he will defend you. It's like I, he won't well, do I, could, it very I well, could get the Birdman, or I could get the mystery box and. Maybe Birdman's in the mystery box. And you know how much we want that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like that family guy bit. Yes, where exactly. He was offered the boat in the mystery box. The boat or the mystery box. The mystery box. But Lois, it's a mystery box. What if there's a boat? It could be anything and even a boat. And remember how much we want one of those. <laughs> I miss you, family guy. I don't get FXX, so Me neither well, anymore. I could just watch it on Hulu, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Not, not the same. Oh, I also don't have Freeform, which they play a like a long marathon of Family Guy every Friday. Family Guy Fridays. It, you know, there's lots of ways to get your Family Guy fixed. The only areas of Family Guy I could catch are the FX ones that are on uh, Saturday mornings, <laughs> which I don't watch because i'm not available to watch tv at that time but yeah. it's it's interesting that it's playing there and they started from the beginning so you know it's the good family guy. <laughs> yeah, that's true some of those old episodes they they still sing oh uh, yeah like there's there's a lot of classic bits that i still remember yeah, cl- classic family guy is just it's, it's practically a different show <laughs> yeah and in this case, I'd say that's for the better. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they got a little better in recent seasons. Uh, there have been some interesting ones, but it's... yeah, that middle stretch uh, 
There's a lot of sinkers. Speaking of Family Guy, they recently did a JoJo's reference. Oh yeah, they oh did God. it wrong, uh, but yeah, it, it was it was weird saying Stewie say, "Hey, you want to do that? Can be continued me?" And then you hear roundabout playing, and then the freeze frame happens. And Foley had stopped the rocket right before it hit Brian. Like yeah. in the meme where it's supposed to happen before the dramatic thing happened. Yeah. On the other hand, you know what? Mike, Violence against dogs, very JoJo. Yeah. Mike Mike Tool made the point. Violence against dogs, it's definitely JoJo. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Uh, of course, I doubt the, the writers necessarily made that connection. But yeah, they they messed it up. It should have been before the the rocket actually exploded. It's like we know what happened. The to be continued is always about the what's going to happen next. <laughs> Tune in. Oh, uh, yeah, making that joke five years too late. <laughs> it's all good. That's, that's how they do. It takes a while to make an episode of Family Guy. Mm. Probably at least a year. So <laughs> who knows how long they've been kicking around that joke. <laughs> but I digress. It's just uh, an amusing connection. <laughs> Family Guy and JoJo, two things that are never going to be on Adult Swim again. Yeah. Uh, JoJo could come back eventually. Netflix exclusivity does die off eventually. Oh, boy. Yes. Eventually. Don't know about that. Netflix will let it go, like Knights of Sidonia. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Boy, Knights of Zidonia sure has passed hands a lot. Yeah, I saw that yeah. on Funimation. I'm like, weren't you a Netflix show? And then it was a Sentai. <laughs> yeah. Though I don't think they ever... Well, yeah, maybe they did stream it at some point. But yeah, we're, we're going all over the place here. So yeah, after three weeks of alternative programming, we are back to a semi-regular week of Toonami on November 11th. Starting with a double shot of My Hero Academia, which will be the second part of Shigaraki Origin. And then I, I guess maybe the next episode is not even really in the villain arc. It's sort of a wrap up to it. Yeah. And then this whole like training thing they were doing. It, it's very much a bridge piece to what's yeah. going on next. Yeah. I was actually surprised when I saw it because I've I've read the manga. I'm like, I would have started the next season with this one. Yeah. Really should have given him an extra episode for the villain narc, gonna say. They, uh, yeah, I would have appreciated that. It would have been nice legitimately comparing it for how I felt with the manga. I kind of was about to, yeah. It was kind of rushed there, too. Yeah. I all the more reason to maybe have fleshed it out even that yeah, they removed stuff you, from the manga. That's true. From the beginning, so maybe we'll, mm -hmm. yeah, we could have given. It I I I also don't like that they moved the the story around, but that, that's here. I can yeah, here. the restructuring. Yeah, didn't very work. strange choice. Mm -hmm. Well, don't worry, we'll talk about that on a future podcast. Oh yes, <laughs> when we get there. Those episodes haven't aired yet. Yeah. <laughs> we got. We gotta let that. We gotta let him air. <laughs> like 
Tsunami, what? what are you going to do when My Hero Academia ends before the end of October? Are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> Bam! Batman! Bam! Venipack! Venomarathon! Oh, okay, it's November now. <laughs> I, you know, I think it makes good sense to save those last two episodes of My Hero to do it out like this. I sure hope they play a promo. That would <laughs> yeah. be nice. They, Really it should would do be that. Nice. Black Clover didn't get it, which was sad because it's the finale. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, hopefully yeah. for my hero, they'll do it. So. Well, seeing as it's the first thing on the block, you you would think that they yeah. would at least at least be promoting it during the the Fina Marathon this weekend. You would hope. Of course, they are dedicating a sizable amount of their ad space to Blade Runner Black Lotus, understandably. They've actually yeah. been doing a really good job promoting that show well in advance. I, I think that's good. They don't yeah. do that nearly enough. <laughs> that definitely has a lot of crossover audience potential with people who might not normally watch anime, but like are fans of Blade Runner or where Blade Runner is a franchise. So I think they uh, see potential in that. I'm, I'm bringing up my father again, but I, I showed him the promo for that and he seems interested. So we'll watch it together. Uh, I'll prob- I probably won't watch it the first time with him, but I'll I'll probably rewatch it with him. But <laughs> and he's he said I assure you he said this in the most meaning well possible. Oh, that's cool! It looks like a video game. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> he did say it looked good. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it's not really a diss anymore because video green graphics have come so far that they're like fairly cinematic quality so the and there's cases where like... i wish scarlet nexus looked like the video game that it's based on <laughs> uh, that's all right that's fair speaking of anime that are unrelated to tsunami that i just want to talk about anyway they're dubbing on taxi yes yeah. Tsunami win. Tsunami, come on. Get, get in on some of this crazy stuff. There's a lot of good crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah. I really like Odd Taxi. I'm very happy that they're dubbing it. And Mike McFarlane is Otokawa. I like it. Ooh. Good fit. It's a good cast. I'm not going to name them all right now, but it's a good cast. Uh, they're also dubbing Nagatoro, which makes sense. It's going to be another season. You know, they you should definitely. I got real excited as I was scrolling down that page and I saw Laidback Camp and Isokin, and then I realized, oh, that's for another country. Uh, <laughs> nope, no English dubs. Mm. Womp, womp, womp. I, I currently can't fathom why Isokin doesn't have an English dub. Uh, you want my frustration? Yeah. We want to talk about things that, that need dubs. We have a dub for the second season and for the spinoff, but we don't have a dub for the first season of a regular magical high school, and which is the only reason I haven't watched anything yet, because I don't want to jump ahead. Understandable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they will dub that, but I mean, they're pretty backed up. They are incredibly backed up, and I feel terrible for them, because they, they've got so much going on, It's and, it, and we're in, you know, COVID land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But things are operating pretty smoothly despite that oh yeah oh, yeah there's been a couple of shows i was watching that finally finished up their their uh, dub run and i'm happy and at least in this season uh i think on the only 
current show getting a dub so far, at least at Funimation, was um, Banished from the Heroes Party. They're they're up to episode two of that. So that's moving along. Uh, over at Crunchyroll, they're dubbing Platinum End. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I know one person will be happy if that shows up on Toonami, but just one. Oh, Ugh. dear. And uh, they're dubbing the greatest assassin, Isekai. So I saw a couple episodes of that. I thought it was pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, though I do feel like it took a little long to explain things, but I guess it kind of had to. But I, I digress. Um What's the other current? I think, well, there's another season of 86, and they're dubbing that. So I think that's all the current shows they announced. I am sure we'll be hearing Viz announce a Yashihime dub pretty soon. Last year, mm. it didn't come out until, what, December? Yeah, started uh, late November, early December, yeah. So there were like six episodes in Japan before the dub yeah. started. Started around episode six, seven. Yeah, I remember I was watching that sub for a while because I'm like, oh, dub's not coming. And then that dub started. I'm like, okay, now I have to wait. Thanks. <laughs> it was like, oh, the dub's coming in. Oh, they got back the original cast. Oh, I guess I'm waiting. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. That that was the case with me too. And now I still haven't watched very much of that show. Uh, <laughs> that's also the case with me. I need to. I know I didn't even finish season one. Uh, yeah. I, it's yeah. not even a dislike. It's just a. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, season two is airing in Japan now, so they'll probably actually been probably working on that dub already. So, I would be shocked if they weren't. Tsunami should finish it up early next year. In that case, I think they could just roll into season mm-hmm. two. And I I do think that they're going to prioritize Demon Slayer because it's kind of the biggest thing they have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would, again, be shocked if they didn't. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to air on Tsunami immediately, but who knows? They might even get the dub premiere if it's in the contract, which would be really good that would be really good for tsunami oh yeah so like i said even though i could think of thematically better shows for pairing with blade runner black lotus if they could get that demon slayer season two dub mm, definitely a good choice Mm. (laughs) probably the best thing that they could do yeah even if it's more shonen anime (laughs) Uh, I mean, ultimately, there's only so much they can show. They they only have so many time slots, and there's so many show shows that are really well loved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, Demon Slayer is like one of the biggest franchises there is right now. So if you have the opportunity to air it, you gotta air it. You know, you gotta take that Mm -hmm. opportunity. And, of course, they can't say anything about that yet because Anaplex hasn't even announced a dub yet. But I'm mm. pretty sure there's going to be one real soon. <laughs> yeah, I don't expect that they'll wait uh, for the season to finish for it to come out. 
because nah. that's been the pattern with the last couple any like shows uh, that was with Demon Slayer's first season like it the dub came out after the show the show finished airing in Japan but yeah I think uh, we'll see it happen while the show is still in Japan yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if like the they announced that the dub of the movie train arc is coming after the arc is close to wrapping up because that would be about seven episodes into the season so Mm. I could see then that maybe there'd be a possibility uh, around that time of it may be coming to Tanami, but we'll see how they handle it. Yeah, but people seem to still be under the impression that Anaplex doesn't simuldub anything, but that's not true. No, also, Bang Zoom is the one who's actually doing the dubbing, and they do simuldubs fairly consistently even now. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, un- unlike most shows on Funimation, their dubs for Crunchyroll come out uh, pretty much every week after they give it a few weeks to you know, build up material, and then they start the show it's dubbing the, process. The ultimate and it, betrayal, the, the, the platform known better for dubs is not going so well on dubs. The platform more known for subs is. What is, what is life? Well... Uh, it's debatable in that regard because sometimes know, the Funimation shows still come out sooner and we're talking quality. Mm, <laughs> mm. Uh, legitimately, the only reason I have Funimation at all times is I have an annual payment thing with them. It's, it's just convenient. And they just won't stop dubbing One Piece, doggone it. No, well, no, I'm happy about that. God, <laughs> give, give, keep, keep on that. Heck yeah. Keep that it up. Keep, keep, it, keep up. it coming. Keep it coming. Bring on more One Piece. Heck yes. We so, love it. So before the year's out, what is life? Mm, yeah, that's that's really something. That's really something. Okay. Well, I think we've definitely talked enough about many things. <laughs> random, <laughs> the random sidebar. The small version of that one episode we did. Yeah, right. Oh, boy, that was, yeah. that was long. But it's nice uh, after a couple of uh, three odd weeks that we're getting back to the usual, as it were. And it's good that they're finally playing those last two my hero episodes because three weeks is a bit of a wait <laughs> especially in the, in the middle of uh, sort of a two-parter <laughs> that yeah it's uh i wouldn't have planned it that way <laughs> but it, it is what it is i actually have still not watched the first shigaraki episode because i was like i'm just gonna have to wait for three weeks oh so. you're in for a ride <laughs> yeah I will probably watch that sometime this week, so I will be all ready to go for the double shot at the start of the lineup on November 6th. And yeah, it's not very exciting that they're just rerunning Fena and they're not starting another show yet, but I I trust this much that because they have chosen to start playing Blade Runner Black Lotus now, as opposed to holding it off until, say, January or February, that they don't intend to, you know, buy time through the holidays, but to actually run the block like normal. 
there might still be a Thanksgiving preemption of some sort. Who knows? Uh, but it might actually go until around Christmas time before they take off the regular block again. We will see. Mm-hmm. And we will know, or rather you will know, when we know. <laughs> so... You can email us at podcast at tunamifaithful.com. You can follow us on facebook.com backslash tunamifaithfulpodcast and on Twitter at tunamipodcast. You can listen to the podcast on just about everything, including iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, and Amazon. You can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at soundcloud.com backslash tunamifaithfulpodcast. And also on our website, podcast.tunamifaithful.com. You can get the latest news by following at Toonami News on Twitter and read the news, views, and reviews on ToonamiFaithful.com. Sometimes a uh, laser price for us. Yes, it happens occasionally. Uh, well, have, have you written anything for Toonami Faithful? Not yet. You know, I promised EJ an article a long time ago that... I want to get around to writing. So one of these days, hopefully I'll have something for you guys, but not yet. Cool, cool. I haven't written anything for TunomiFaithful.com in a while. I'm, I am I need to get 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 on it. I have a, a thing that I need to actually do that, that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I think, the last, I think the last editorial I wrote for TunomiFaithful.com was early last year... When I was complaining about Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> well, I got you beat because it was it was more like, I want to say April, May for me. Maybe We're June. supposed to write about Dr. Stone. Oh, yeah. I did write it about Dr. I did do that. Well, there you go. Then, that was then, it. That, that was the last counts. one I did. That counts. <laughs> That's probably more like August, September. Yeah. I, time time is flying by so fast. I I'm losing track of myself. Time is relative. <laughs> just give me a TARDIS. I'll be okay. Anytime you're not sure what day it is, just ask Calendar Man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Calendar Man. What what is today? It is a day. Okay. Then. <laughs> it is the eve of the eve of the eve of All Hallows Eve. I see what you did there. He apparently doesn't like leap years. No, leap years are just... I mean, to throw you off, there's an extra day. How do you you account for that? Yeah. Yeah. So if you like what we do and want to help us out, you can become one of our Patreons by going to patreon.com backslash Toonami Faithful and signing up for the Toonami Faithful Pass to get you exclusive content like the extended interviews from CJ's documentary What Toonami Means to Me. He puts up one of those pretty much every month. Actually, I think every month. And they're, they've all been very interesting. If you like the interviews that he did on that uh, documentary, then you would certainly enjoy the extended cuts of all of those interviews. Just thought. <laughs> well, Lum, tell us where they can find you. 
You can find me at Lumberyasha on Twitter and anywhere else. I am by the name Letterbox, Animation Revolution Analyst, Writers of Lumberyasha. That's you can find me. You can find my podcasts and reviews on all-comma.com. And I host podcasts called Manga Mavericks. We're a podcast that talks about manga as both a medium and as an industry. We recap news. We conduct interviews with professionals in the industry. Uh, we cover a lot of series. So you can look forward to that, a lot of stuff we do on that show. And you can find that show on Twitter at Manga underscore Mavericks. And pretty much every podcast platform you can think of, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and a on YouTube as well. You can just search for our channel name. I also do a podcast on the series Yurisa Yatsura, a series by Rukunaka, created by Inuyasha. You know, it's our first series, my favorite series. It's a really great sci-fi comedy. And uh, yeah, I do that show with my good friend AC, and we talk about the manga that's being currently released by Viz Media. We talk about like the anime and the movies now that they're on Crunchyroll. It's a real fun time if you love your Yatsura. We really go into the wonderful wacky world of it. And you can find that on tw- Twitter, at Squad, and also, again, every podcast platform you think of, Apple's Podcast, with my picture, and on YouTube. And if you like the art I make, uh, I am a professional artist and animator, so if you like that stuff, you can find all of that on my Instagram, at SetArtWorks. All right. And Laser, tell them where they can find you. Well, you can find me on Twitter at LaserKidPrime. Of course, you can find the articles when they get written on Too Dumb and Faithful. And you can find me on the occasional, I'd say more than occasionally, regularly as a guest on the Demon Slayer podcast and on the Dumb Weebs podcast. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. And you can hear me Capting the ship over at our Fenacast, which is also available on all of our podcast feeds. So it's uh, it's, it's it's been a pretty long one, and we want to thank you for listening to this episode and all the other episodes that you've listened to. And until next time, we're punching out. <laughs>